You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Everybody and welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 531. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend, it's Alex. And we continue on this episode 531 with guests that will outshine the regular host of this show. He brings you awesome every week. It's I Yield to No One. I'm just confused with what Tricky Texas. <laughs> I thought Tricky was from New York, not Texas. <laughs> it would make more sense if he was from Texas. Wow, we are starting off like this. And he is the brain, and he has 76 of them. It's Riley. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is so good to be back behind the microphone, as it were. It's It's been a minute. How long has it been since you podcasted? Uh, Jesus, it's probably been at least a couple years since I... I did any like regular podcasting when we did the uh tried to start up the game twerp legacy uh and did some stuff but yeah it's been it's been a hot minute for sure all right and among all the things that the world has taken from us that is certainly among uh in the podcasting world one of the worst things that you know (laughs) we we didn't get game twerp reloaded oh that would have been good game twerp reloaded yes (laughs) I wonder if I still have the uh, the bit that we did, like the the Back to the Future esque <coughs> bit that was that announced the new the new show, like the teaser. No, that actually wasn't a bad one. That that that, that wasn't bad. I have to see if I can if I can dig that up. <laughs> All right. So uh, for we have people in the chat. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, we're gonna attempt to try to record the show every week live on Twitch. We have people in the chat right now. And I'm going to try to incorporate uh, some chat feedback into the show, but not really disrupt. Although Dupes' uh, comment says he's still reeling from last week's damning 45-minute review of Persona 4 from me, which I don't even think I talked about Persona 4, did I? That's probably what he's mentioning. Yeah, Tricky, you've never played a Persona game in your life. You've never played an FPS in your life. No, no, I actually... uh, Or 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 FPS, an RPG. I did try to play Persona 4 Golden on the Vita, but... Uh, for, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what he's talking about. 45 <laughs> minutes into the game, and I still didn't do anything. That was my 45-minute review. That's what he's talking about. Um, yes. So, there you go. All right. So, yes, we're going to try to do this live on Twitch. Uh, you know, we'll try to update the stream a little bit more, because right now it's not exactly the way I wanted to look, but... You know, growing pains, technical difficulties. You would think that more thought would be put into this, at least from a more for Skype windows. It's like shh. Well, (laughs) well, here's the thing: is uh, the the windows actually? If anybody's out, if if anybody's looking at it, it's broken down into four windows. Obviously, we're supposed to represent the four of us. Uh, I can't turn on my Skype camera inside Skype because I, you know, uh, XSplit is using. That so it says I can't turn on the camera, so I can't turn on my camera. And I knew the three of you guys were not going to turn on your cameras 
but I was hoping that it would at least have like your Skype image up there. But no, it just has a generic Skype image. So I'm gonna have to go in and find pictures to replace you guys until we do the live shows. Uh, you know, not the live shows, but the monumental shows. So it, do it doesn't look the way I wanted to. Plus, I want to get a nice overlay, and make it look nice. Probably put an extra life logo up there or something. You know, make it look nice. But growing pains. We're doing what we got to do. So. Uh, uh, Rick says he's going to turn on his camera next time he's on. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Yes. Uh, Look, I'm just worried and, if I turn and, on my camera that my computer's going to freeze and I'm about to restart 10,000 times <laughs> to get to work. That. All right. So, so uh, before we get into the show proper, uh, Gareth has updated uh, some stats from last week. You guys remember last week we did the ultra rares and stuff like that. Uh, I had him go back and add Sid's trophies into the mix because Sid is a host on the show. Uh, so, quick thing. Sid actually has no ultra rare platinums. He has 16... Uh, let's, uh, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I messed up the label here. He has 16 uh, very rares, which is counts for 5.5%. He has 44 rares, which is counts for 15.2%. Uh, he has 52 uncommons, which adds uh, 18%, and he has 176 commons, which adds up to 61%. So he has no ultra rares. But he's still number one in our hearts. Yes. Now, I have a surprise for you, gentlemen. These are never good. Yeah. Um, remember last week while we were doing the stats, we asked, uh, we, we were curious about what our, our hardest platinums we got were, according to the community. Well, Gareth has gone in and uh, given us our hardest platinums. Anything above a seven over ten difficulty rating. So, um, so wait, is he? Did he just find the one hardest one for each of us, or did he actually go and account for everything that's above that? Everything that's above that. So, uh, I'm going to ask you some some questions because yield this week. I didn't send it to you, so you could see it before you know I actually revealed it on the show. So, I have a question for you guys. There is one Platinum that has a 8 out of 10 rating that we all have. You want to take a guess of what it is? No. You, you know, I'm trying to think here because <laughs> when it comes to crossover between all of us, it tends to be the Sony like first-party titles. But I can't think of a Sony first-party title that's had a very, very hard Platinum Trophy. I mean, you know, The Last of Us is one of my ultra-rares, but I don't know how hard it's considered to be, and Yield and Tricky don't have that, so... Well, we're, talk we're not talking about rare, we're talking about difficulty. Yeah, yeah I know, but I'm, I'm trying to think, like, like I'm, that's what I'm saying. We're, most of our crossovers with those games, and none of them are really that hard in difficulty, so... Yeah, I don't know. All right. And Yield, you said you don't even want to try to guess... Correct. All right. <laughs> so, Alex, I will give you a clue. It is a Sony first-party title, and your second clue is it is actually a sequel. It's not the first game in the series. It's the sequel. Well, Yield hasn't played The Last of Us. He hasn't played any God of War games. Horizon Forbidden West isn't isn't that hard. It's not an eight. And well, we all played that. And we all get the platinum. Infamous isn't that hard. I don't know. I have no idea. 
All right. You said uh, it's a number two in the series? It's number two in the series, and it's a Sony first-party title. All right, I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I will just tell you, it is Uncharted 2. That's an eight. eight. That's an eight out of ten. I mean, I'm not saying crushing is a walk in the park, but I felt like... that hard. Yeah, I felt like two was easier than the first game to platinum, because crushing on the first game was extremely difficult, especially in certain places. But I thought that they kind of like ironed some of that stuff out in the sequel, but yeah, I don't remember it being that hard. But I, I definitely feel that that rating, and I don't know how it's rating, so I'm just talking out my ass here, but um, I, I honestly feel that part of that may be because of the, the, the how frustrating a lot of people found the final boss fight against Lazarevich. Um, that a lot of people may have just been like, nope, and noped out because I know that they, that always comes up on like terrible boss fights. I didn't think it was that bad. It's just because I'm a huge fanboy of the game. But uh, yeah, I think that might play something into it. I, w- I would imagine because that that does get a lot of vitriol. <clears throat> All right. So uh, some comments from the things. Uh, Dupes is saying that none of those games are close to an eight, three to four max. Uh, and Rick says all the Uncharted's are easy. What the heck was that? Something that I clicked on and it was being loud. All right, so <laughs> let's go through these stats. <laughs> let's go through these stats real quick. Uh, Gareth actually has uh, again all these games only qualify if they're seven out of ten. Uh, Gareth has two. He has a ten out of ten, uh, which is four guys. Um, but he did say that. Uh, he doesn't really count that one because he kind of used the glitch before they patched it uh, to make it a 10 out of 10. So he doesn't really count that one. And the Golf Club 2, which is an 8 out of 10. So he only has two games with above a 7 out of 10 difficulty. I come in next place at, uh, well, I tied with him. I only have two games that are 7 out of 10, which is Little Big Planet 2 and Uncharted 2. Alex. Uh, are you ready for your list of 7 out of 10 difficulties or higher? Yes, I'm very interested. Uh, Little Big Planet Carton, which is a 7 out of 10. I wouldn't have thought that, especially with how Crash cutesy ba- Little Big Planet uh, is. Crash Bandicoot, which is a 7 out of 10. Cuphead, which is an 8 out of 10. Ooh, Damn straight it is. That one. <laughs> props Bastion on that one. Is, Bastion is a 7 out of 10. Yeah. Rayman Origins, which is an 8 out of 10. Woo! And Uncharted 2, which is an 8 out of 10. Streets of Rage 4 should also be on there, because that's an 8 out of 10. But. <laughs> uh, Wait, what What did? What website did he use? Uh, I know he tried to use PSN Profiles. Uh, and he did send me a message saying that some of them didn't have uh, a rating, so he went to another site, which I don't remember which one it was. Okay. Uh, Yield. So wait, that was a total of, what, five or six for me? Yep. Yield, you are up next. You have seven games with a difficulty of seven out of ten. Uh, are you ready for your list, sir? Sure. (laughs) Sounds so excited. (laughs) Uh, Baja Edge of Control, which is an eight out of ten. Deadlight Director's Cut, which is a seven out of ten. Split second. That's not a hard game. It was a fun game, though. Yes, it was, but that's that's not a hard game. People just give up. I did. Uh, split, split second, which is a 7 out of 10. 
split second is it those dev challenges are tough uh duke nukem forever which is a seven out of ten no nobody played it that game's not well <laughs> the hard difficulty is kind of challenging uncharted 4 which is a seven out of ten wait a minute i have uncharted 4 uh, did you count that for me i i didn't do this list garrett uh garrett there seems to be a problem with the list <laughs> is he still in the chat because I yeah I have the I have the Uncharted Four Platinum. All right, so may, maybe we'll have to go back and look at this, revisit this, or just finish it and it is what it is. Uh, the next game on your list is Spec Ops: The Line, seven out of ten, and Uncharted Two, which is an eight out of ten. All right, and the last person on our list is Mr. Sid. Who has eight games, which has the most of all of us? He has the Uncharted Two, which is eight out of ten. Demon Ash, Souls, which gonna go around, why does it keep doing that? Demon Souls, which is an eight out of ten. Uh, wow. Okay, so our listeners are not hearing this right now because they're on an ad break, but we're gonna keep going. Dark Souls, eight out of ten. Dead Space is a nine out of ten. Wait, I have Dead Space too. <laughs> I, that's another platinum I, I have. <laughs> Okay, I, I listen. I didn't do this list. <laughs> uh, Batman: Arkham City. Do you have that one? No, so I do don't. I. Oh wait, Arkham City. No, I don't. That's uh, I got Asylum. Uh, uh, Arkham City, which is a seven out of ten. Dark Souls Three, which is a seven out of ten, and Elden Ring, which is a seven out of ten. So there you go. Eight games. Uh, so. I, I was surprised that we all had the uh, well, not surprised that we all had the platinum, but Uncharted Two is it uh, is coming out at an eight out of ten. Uh, so. so on PSN profiles, Bloodborne is estimated as seven. So I have Bloodborne as well. So okay, well I'll, I'll have to uh, I'll have to get with Gareth because Gareth made this list. So no, we we definitely appreciate Gareth for going through all this stuff because that's a lot of work that he didn't have to do. Uh, well, um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's just I, a shame he didn't do it right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to sound like that, damn it! I'm sure I do, but damn it! I just Alex just wants the credit for the games he got. Yeah, that's and fair. I got a lot. That's fair. All right, so Gareth, we're gonna have to uh, we have to go through it and review this list at a later time because uh, it seems to be some discrepancies. Because Alex wants the credit. By the way, special what's up to Gareth because I haven't we haven't actually played anything together in a hot minute, uh, and so yeah, dude, long time no no chat. Well, you guys aren't doing Rocket League Thursdays anymore, right? No. Maybe we'll have to get together on a Thursday night one time, or just pick another night because playing with randoms online is miserable. <laughs> All right, so. That is the list. I'm trying to find the agenda because I have like 15 uh, things open. Here we go. All right. So let's do our updated trophy count. Uh, I am level. Okay. I was making sure that Yield actually put my numbers in right. Uh, I am level 683. Total trophies of 16,752. I put the numbers in that are available. Just because a website calls you a cheater. Does not mean that those numbers are incorrect. Three hundred seventy-two platinums. Alex, what are you looking at? 
I am level 459 with a total trophy count of 8,000. That's a nice round number right there. It is. It's pretty. Platinum count of 126 <coughs> in 125 games. You know how I do, Tricky Mick. Yield. Oh, let me bring it up. Oh, no, no smart-ass comment from you, Tricky Mick, because if that was me, you would have blasted me into orbit for it. Level 476 with a trophy count of 8609 and 154 Platinums. Uh, Sid is level 603, total trophies of 12,710 with 288 Platinums. And Riley. Yes, level 410 with uh, 6,921 trophies and 45 Platinums. My, my baby 45 Platinums. <laughs> Do you have any shameful Platinums in there? Um, I don't think so. I mean, there there are some, like, Saw that I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, check this out. But it was a legitimately fun game. I I don't have any of, of what y'all refer to as, as Rat Plats uh, because I I stopped trophy hunting for the longest time because it was it was interfering with my enjoyment of actually gaming. So... Amen. All right, so you don't have any uh, Hannah Montana, no Terminator Salvation, only in my porn folder. Um, <laughs> I just don't know how to respond to that. Well, all right, so so uh, and thank you for sending chat, it to me, by the way. Oh nope, you're not supposed to say that out of public. <laughs> uh, Garrett says he knows why he missed Bloodborne. Uh, he only looked through the ultra, very, very and rare categories. He said he didn't think a plant in the uncommon would have a difficulty of seven out of ten, and that's where Bloodborne foot falls. So, that's why he uh, missed Bloodborne. All right, uh, but Gareth, Gareth, apparently you missed a couple others that were on yields list. Uh, what was it, Dead Space Two? No, no I, I didn't have. No, no, none of us have Dead Space Two. Donnie has Dead Space Two. I only have the first Dead Space. Oh, you have Dead Space. Yeah. yeah. When I was going through the list, I thought you said you have... When you said I have Dead Space 2, I thought you meant Dead Space 2, because uh, no. that's what you... No, comma, T-O-O. And also, no, like I said... Doesn't. No, he doesn't what? Have Dead Space 2. Okay, I don't, have, I don't have Dead Space 2. <laughs> we're going through confusing conversations here. According to your list, you do. No, I don't. Never played Dead Space. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was, uh, that's my apologies. That was Sid that had that. My I was going to say, I can vouch for that. I know you'll never play Dead Space. <laughs> <laughs> or Sid two. has Dead Space 2, the sequel. Which is nuts, because that's the game with the hard to the core trophy, where you have to play the game on the hardest difficulty, and you only have three saves for the entire game. Okay, so apparently Dead Space doesn't qualify as a 7 out of 10, then. Wait, what? The original Dead Space doesn't qualify? I, I don't know. You're saying you have it, and I don't know. But you just said it was a 7 I, out of 10. Boy, we sure made this harder than what it needed to be. It, 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 it's turned out to be that way. Just yeah. read just read the list and move on. Uh, the list is <laughs> you, great. You We're keep, moving on. You, you, you keep trying to interact all this other stuff, and it just keeps getting more confusing. Thank all you, right, Gareth, well, for putting this list together. I am sorry that Tricky made this 10 times more harder than what it needed to be. Garrett says Dead Space is a 5 out of 10. All right, there you go. All right, moving on. What are we playing? Yield, we'll start with what you're playing, sir. So I've been playing Rayman Legends. I'm down to just having to collect 
my last level of awesomeness and my looms. Uh, World of Warship Legends, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, some Farm Simulator 19, some Rocket League, uh, and I think that might be it. All right, Riley. Um, I've been kind of still chipping away at uh, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Um, I that is a grind. It is. I mean, I'm just I'm taking it little bit by little bit and just enjoying it, and I'm having an absolute blast with it. Um, I was playing the heck out of the Evil Dead or Evil Dead the game, um, which I still have a ton of fun with that. Um. Which generally that's not like my type of my type of jam, but I am an, an Evil Dead fan. But the game is so much fun. Um, uh, outside of that, I've been playing a little bit of Rocket League, um, kind of dabbling with the the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Uh, I started the Siphon Filter, uh, whatever reboot, remake, remaster. Um, Played a little bit of that, and then just a little bit of Deep Rock Galactic here and there with uh, with Nitro and Yield. Oh yeah, although it's been a minute. Deep Rock. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, what are you been playing, sir? I like Yield. Have also been playing some Rocket League, and yeah, it that game is extremely frustrating to play with randoms, but you know, since we don't have our, our regular streams anymore on Thursday, those got busted up. I've been, you know, we have the new season coming out, and I'm trying to play a little bit every day to get some of the higher tiers to get some of the, because they got two goal explosions this season, and they both look really cool, so I want some of the recolors of those, particularly a Cobalt Phoenix, I think that'd be really cool, uh, but yeah, right now they got the birthday celebration going on, and they're giving out, you know, instead of, for all the tasks they have you do, instead of, you know, giving you a reward, like an item or something for your car, they're giving you credits, which is a nice little thing to switch it up, because otherwise, you know, they're giving you, oh, birthday cake topper, or like all this other birthday stuff. Which is like, eh, I, I can do without that. That's general. That's kind of, I, that's not kind of, not really stuff I want to put in my car. So the fact that they're giving out credits, which actually helped me buy my first black market blueprint, I, I got the uh, the airstrike goal explosion for 2,000 credits using only credits earned within game, no money. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Got way too many of those black market credits. So I was actually able, I was glad that I was able to cash in one. But yeah, just kind of drumming away at Rocket League, um, not join, enjoying it nearly as much with the randoms, but you know, you do what you got to do. Been playing Hot Wheels Unleashed, and more. most of my time, again, has been with Assassin's Creed Origins. You know, I did a stream last week, this past Thursday, and you know, Nitro joined, from, joined me for that. Thank you, Nitro, for, you know, giving me all the tips and tricks, because Nitro apparently tried to platinum that Valhalla and Odyssey all in the same year, which, considering he spent... I think he said over 300 hours in one of them is, uh, that's a lot. And, you know, I, I, even though I'm having fun with the game, like one of my biggest gripes with these Assassin's Creed games is that, yeah, they have this huge open world, the sandbox to play in. And maybe this is a more general thing with open world games, but you know, they're creating these giant maps, these game makers, but then also they're like, okay, well we got to fill this area with stuff to do. And a lot of it gets old. Like there's a lot of fat you can trim off these games. It feels kind of bloated with some of the stuff to do so like horizon in particular like i felt like almost all of the missions were like meaningful and they were fun and they you know i didn't get tired of doing them you know at at certain point in that game it's like man this game is a long long game i'm you know i'm i as much as i enjoy it i'm just kind of feeling the the crushing weight of how long this game is but with assassin's creed 
I'm getting that sooner, and it just feels like this game is, you know, the map is just filled with a bunch of stuff that's just kind of getting old to do. As much as I love running around ancient Egypt, I think this game could have been 20 fewer hours and still just as good, uh, maybe even better than just having me do a bunch of stuff in the middle. So I, I do feel like this is probably my only fray into Assassin's Creed simply because it feels like Ubisoft has just has these giant maps that they just put a bunch of stuff into to make just to make you pump up the hours. So, um, and again, I hate leaving the Animus. Every time they pull me out, I'm just like, why am I doing this? This is dumb. You know, I spend, they pull me out of the Animus, I'm out of it for like five minutes. And it's like, this is meaningless. This is, this is ridiculous. Just put me back into Ancient Egypt and let me play in Ancient Egypt. Um, so yeah, I'm still waiting for Layla and Abstergo and all that animus stuff to mean something. Hasn't yet. I'm in 45 hours in probably, and it hasn't yet, so not really holding out much hope. So fun game. They could definitely trim a lot of the fat off of it, but you know, hearing how much Nitro has had to play the the games that followed it, I I don't have hopes that Ubisoft is going to trim these games down at all. So, but like I said, maybe it's just an issue of how big world maps have become and the fact that they have to, they can't leave them barren. They have to stuff something in there. So, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. All right. And the only thing I played all week is The Division 2. Uh, working through Season 9 right now. There's four more weeks, and then uh, hopefully we'll get Season 10. Uh, some cool things that with the games, they just announced they're going to put Legendary Difficulty, which is the hardest difficulty. Uh, on two more missions, so that's going to be a, a nice thing to go through. Um, really enjoying my time in Division 2. So if you want to play or have me boost you guys through, get to the good parts of the game, let me know, and I will gladly get you through that because I'm re-addicted to that game. All right, so uh, let's get into our topics. Now, we don't have a lot of uh, really conversational topics, uh, unfortunately, this week, because there's just really no news. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is a game that uh, Yield is on a wait and see right now. Skull of Bones has a release date. This is coming from IGN and is written by Matt Kim. After much anticipation, Ubisoft announced that Skull and Bones will be released on November 8th for the PS5, Xbox Series SX, Stadia, and PC via the game Epic Game Store and Ubisoft Store. Skull and Bones was officially announced in 2017 and through began development years before that. Based on the naval combat in Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, Skull and Bones faced numerous delays, missing its initial 2018 release window and every year after that. Uh, in Skull and Bones, players will captain their own pirate ships, accept contracts, gather resources, and sail the high seas while attacking merchant ships for loot. Different choices will influence a player's journey while going up in the pirate ranks will open up new customization for your ships. Set during the second golden age of piracy, players can also team up with two friends and enable PvP to face opponents in the open waters. Uh, you could check out the new gameplay trailer that was released. Ubisoft is promising a robust multi-year post-launch roadmap with regular updates, new content, activities, stories, and challenges all for free. Alongside the previously announced consoles, Skullbones will be available on Ubisoft Plus on PC, Stadia, and Amazon Luma. The premium edition will include the Ballad of Bloody Bones collection, which features several cosmetic items for captains and ships, as well as two extra missions, digital art book and soundtrack, and a Smuggler's Pass token. Uh, goes on. But, Yield, let's get your thoughts. Did you watch the, uh, the official trailer or the gameplay trailer? Uh, I did. And your thoughts, because I know you were worried about it being a Fortnite-like type thing. Well, it's because that's exactly what they said. Yeah, exactly. 
So now that you see the gameplay, what do you think? I'm still on a wait and see. Um, I did sign up to see if I could get the, the early access to play it, to try it out, to test, you know, but I'm still kind of a wait and see. It looks cool. Um, I think some of the weapons are a little over the top. You know, the Greek fire and the mortars. Um, but the idea that you can you can do the game solo... Or you can do it co-op, or you can PvP or all that. I like those options. Although their live stream of it, it almost made it seem like that people could still mess with you. And I don't really like that, because if I'm playing solo, I don't want to have to worry about, oh, here's these random people over there. They're duking it out. Now they're going to come over and they want to fight me. Um, If... If you want to incorporate that, I'll do it with AIs. I just don't want random people doing that because I, for the most part, hate online play because people are jerks. According to the article, it says you have to enable PvP, so I don't know if this is a thing. I I don't know. Their live stream, they went and two guys went and did a battle, and then other people were showing up. I mean, I wonder if it's almost like a Watch Dogs type deal. I haven't, I haven't looked too much into it. I've been on the the their list thing for the trial since it was <sighs> announced, but I'm kind of wondering because, like, with Watch Dogs, wasn't that how it was? Like, you could choose whether or not to allow world invasions from other players. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And and the way I the way I look at it is like the Dark Zone and the Division Two. Like, you have your PV, PVE environment, but once you cross this wall. It's open game. I'm That's just telling you. I'm just telling you with what I saw in their live stream. I, I get you, and I'm with you. But I'm saying so. So just, uh, so until I get to until it's explained more, or I get to mess with it, I'm still kind of in a wait and see. All right, uh, Alex, your thoughts on Skull and Bones? Never really been interested in it, and you know, I I, I like the because. A lot of people really enjoyed the naval combat from Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and you know that's that's kind of what Bla- what both Skull and Bones came from. And, you know they've got some they brought some of that um, maritime combat into Assassin's Creed Od- or Origins, which definitely helps you know break things up, and it, it is fun, so I do enjoy it. But for me, it's like I like it as part of a bigger game, and I don't know if an entire game built around that would be as fun for me. So, I mean, I've just never been... I like pirates. It's, it's like, pirate theming is always really cool, but an entire game built around, like, ships. I mean, Guild loves war, uh, World of Warships, so that's kind of right up his alley. For me, it's better as part of a game rather than an entire game built around it. So, I just haven't been paying attention to it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of in, in a... A, a weird zone. Like, I'm, I'm very much wait and see, but I, I kind of... I do agree with Alex that... I absolutely loved Assassin's Creed Black Flag. I loved the the, the naval battles and everything. It was a blast. Um, and I was so when they announced they were doing a game based on that, I was like, yeah. But since then, given w- my experience with Ubisoft's multiplayer stuff over the, the over the years and their ability to to hold a narrative where they're not popping you out of an animus. Um, 
and on something like this, I just I don't know. I don't know how well it's going to, to hold my interest. Like I like with World of Warships, I couldn't put as much time into it as Yield does um, because I need some sort of a more story thing. I mean, unless we uh, get a group of people together to play it. Um, but I don't know. I'm still interested in it. I'm not I'm not I'm not passing on it yet. Um, I'm very interested to see what they do because I love, you know, where it came from. Um, but it, it'll it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see for sure. But definitely keeping an eye on it. See, my I love I lo- I love Black Flag as well. But to me, it, it when you sail in a game, and I can tell you exactly where this my hatred started for this, which was um, Zelda Wind Waker when you were just in the boat for like endless amount of time. So you agree that there's too much water? Yes. Oh um, man, that was some of the best parts of the game. I, to me, like, I, I, I don't know how to say this without it sounding like really messed up, but it just when you're in, when you're sailing, it just seems like it slows the content down so much because you don't really feel like you're moving that fast. So it, it's it's the speed of the combat inside of what Black Flag was that really drawn me off of the the naval combat of it. That's why I never tried like World of Warships because I, I just think the gameplay is just too slow for me. Like I, the, the battle should be a little quicker. Does well, that make so sense? You have to, so you have to think. <laughs> no, I mean I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna be the unpopular. I and actually agree with Tricky. Um, I I totally understand where you're coming from with the. I mean, yeah, there's the especially with Black. I remember when I played through Black Flag, and you're sailing from you know from one port to the next. It was, like, grand and glorious and had the sense of, wow, this is really freaking cool, and then you would get in battles. But I totally get what you're saying about not really having that much speed and not that it's almost like, oh, you're kind of sitting through an interactive loading screen um, when you're A to B. Because I I kind of feel the same way in Valhalla. Like, I really enjoy the longboat stuff, but then I'm like, oh, Jesus, can I just (laughs) – can I just fast travel or – right. So I total I totally get what you're saying there, um, and I guess maybe that's part of my hesitation too. It's like, are they going to be able to make it into something that's that's worth a whole game? I mean, that's because um, like I've I've watched a lot of people play like Sea of Thieves, and I find it very interesting. I don't think that it's something that I would want to play. I mean, I would try it, but I it I'm not something I'm going to like be putting hours and hours into. But every now and again, you'll get something that comes along that is definitely not something that I would put hours and hours into that I end up just dumping a ton of time in. Case in point, Deep Rock Galactic. If two years ago you had told me, yeah, you're going to be playing as a dwarf and you're you're mining on an alien planet and killing spider bugs and then you go back and you can drink in between missions, I would have been like, you're out your damn mind. <laughs> But it's, I mean, every now and again, you just, you get something that really, that really grabs you unexpectedly. Um, This, I'm hoping, I hope that Skull and Bones grabs me the way that, that Black Flag did. I hope that they knock it out of the park um, and and can balance that, that high tension battles and the, the epicness of that, that feeling of sailing and that it doesn't, it doesn't get old, but I, I totally see what you're saying, and I can totally. That's a lot of my hesitation is: can is this something that can be sustained into a game that I want to put, you know, 
20, 40, 60, 80 plus hours into, you know, playing the st- playing the game and then playing multiplayer. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm hesitant. Like like I said, it's just the 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 speed of the the combat is what kind of draws me off. I, and and I, I and I know I'm probably in the minority with that. But that that's what to me was always said. Like uh, you know, I I want try skull and bones. Like I don't hate it. It just it just with like when you play an Assassin's Creed, like there's a flow to the assassinations. There's a flow to the fight, and then you get into the boats, and it's like everything just slows down. And don't get me wrong, the sea shanties are nice. I, I've actually started adding some sea shanties to my Spotify playlist. <laughs> but but uh, and. Uh, Shout out to Rick who uh, uh, posted something a while back about uh, rock pirate songs, and I'm like addicted to that now. I I couldn't even tell you the band. All I can tell you is the name of the song is Party P A R T Y. Go check that out. Well, I before we move on, I just want to say that probably one maybe one of the more interesting things to see when this game comes out. You know, you figure most big games. Hailstorm. Is that uh, that uh, are coming out uh, are you know probably going to be available on Game Pass, and with Sea of Thieves being a Microsoft-owned thing because it's rare, I wonder how well this takes on the Xbox or even the PC. Like, is this going to supplant Sea of Thieves? Can people play both of them, or is the audience for Sea of Thieves just gonna be like, yeah, we already have our game, leave us alone? Uh, or will it stand as like a Sea of Thieves 2 or something like that for people? It's like, okay, well, I've had my one pirate game and now I'm going to jump to this one. All right. So the next thing we're going to go into. Uh, yes, Rick, it's Ailstorm. Uh, go check out that song. The next uh, bit of news we have is God, God of War Ragnarok officially has a release date. It is going to be in November and it is going to be November 9th, which is the day after Skull and Bones comes out, which. I said they're setting score Which bolt I to die. I knew you were going to talk about that. I, what? You, That's you the were day going, after? You, you were going to yeah, you were going to bring that up. Well, I I think it's uh, I it, think it's I, a bad release I, date. It, I, it it was doomed to be bad when it took 4 years to develop and they quit talking about it until this year. It doesn't matter when it comes out. Yes, it doesn't going to help that it's next to God of War, but if they doomed themselves well, also, I mean, these games, like, there may be some crossover, but is the, like, I feel like people who want to play both will play both, but also at the same time, I just feel like these these games scratch two different itches. So, you know, it's not like people who, like, everyone who was going to play Sea of Thieves because they want to play, like, a, a, a pirate game set on the sea, or, you know, are going to be like, or like, you know, with PvP and stuff like that, they're going to be like, oh, no, we can't play this now because of God of War. Like, I don't really think there's going to be a ton of that. I think the game... Is either going to be hurt by the fact they changed up the like the gameplay, or like Yield said, it took so long for them to get it out. I don't necessarily know that God of War, because games come out you know in close relation all the time. It's not necessarily just because of that that they get killed. It's you know other factors as well. Right. I I feel like that the some some of the I, I totally agree with you, Alex. They, they scratch two different itches, but I think what especially. Skull and Bones looks to run into being that close to God of War is the fact that God of War is is going to generate, you know, X amount of buzz just for by sake of it being God of War. It could come out and be total ass, which I'm sure it won't, but it could become out to, total ass and still it's God of War. It's it's a big 
mind-moving title. It's a you know it's it's going to grab attention, and so I think that might kind of shave off what could be some of the people who are maybe passingly interested in Skull and Bones and might be less likely to jump in and give it a try because like oh well oh well shit God of War's coming out. I'm going to play that because I know what I'm going to get. And I mean, a lot of times, especially with multiplayer focused, people are, are less likely to kind of jump on after the fact, you know what I'm saying? There's the initial, Oh wow. As it comes out. And then, uh, so I'm thinking that that could, I feel like that could hurt skull and bones, um, to, to a point, but you're absolutely right. They're two completely different, uh, two completely different itches, but I feel like the, like some of that overlap is going to be is going to be absorbed by God of War. <clears throat> but also, like when you talk about people's passive interest in games, you know what that means these days. Well, I'm going to wait till it's on sale, or I'm going to wait till it comes to Game Pass or to PlayStation Plus. Like, right? Passive interest is, especially you know, with the cost of everything going up, people having to pay more for gas just to get to work. Passive interest in games, especially you know, because we're so used to all these discounts and so many sales, and a system like Game Pass, passive interest in a game is, is essentially I'm going to wait on this until I can you know until it's more of a price that I'm comfortable with for a game that I may may or not may not like. So right. Uh, and the other thing I do want to note that um, on Twitter, uh, I joked that uh, God of War got Starfield trending again because as soon as everyone started posting about God of War. All the Xbox owners were like, uh, Starfield, uh, Starfield, we still have a game to play too. Like, <laughs> it's literally like anytime you can't, like, people can't just let God of War be a thing and people be excited about God of War. Everyone who owns an Xbox has to mention Starfield, start, like, great, you have Starfield to play. People on the PlayStation will have God of War to play. And if you wait long enough, you'll be able to play Ragnarok on PC so you can play both of them on PC. It's great. So I find it funny that Starfield is trending again because the next big PlayStation game was announced with a release date. Just let people enjoy things. <laughs> well, we, we uh, can't do that. No, 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 we can't. <laughs> Rick in the Rick in the chat says this is what's happening with the Kalisa Protocol. Dead Space remake is coming out at the same time and it's stealing its thunder. Mark my words, Kalisto is going to be a banger. So, uh, but getting back to the God of War news, it's coming. Like I said, it's coming out November 9th for the PS4 and PS5. Uh, also, pre-orders will open on July 15th, which is going to be two days from the time you guys are hearing this. Uh, and there's four editions of the game. Uh, and we're going to go into the collector's edition right now, because you know Tricky is definitely going to try to get one of these. Uh, this is coming from IGN, written by Robert Anderson. God of War Ragnarok is officially launching in November, and we're also getting a brand new collector's edition, and even a pre premium Yohir collector's edition that will be available to pre-order. You mean Yotner? Is, is that Yotner? Is it J-O-T-N-A-R? Yotner? Yes, it is. I just assume that's how you pronounce it, but... Uh... Okay. Uh, the collector's edition is set to include a slew of additional physical and digital items for buyers, alongside a 16-inch replica of the famous Mjolnir Hammer. Uh, they're going to be going live on July 15th at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, including the Launch Edition, Digital D Deluxe Edition, Collector's Edition, and the uh, Yachtner. Not, not, how do you say it, you, uh, Alex? Yachtner. I mean, people, anyone's welcome to, to correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm, it sounds more <laughs> correct than what you were saying. Uh, it's possible. Uh, there is no confirmed price for the Collector's Edition yet, but everything included in the... Uh, it's, 
it's this is what's going to be in the special edition. It's going to be a printed voucher code for the full game, uh, God of War Ragnarok, which means that if you buy the collector's edition, you're not getting a physical copy of the game, only a digital copy. I'm glad Bullshit! That tr- I'm glad that trend is still going. I think that's absolutely dumb. Okay, we'll get we'll get to that in, in a second, okay? Uh, you're going to get a steel bookcase. Uh, uh, of course, like I said, no game is going to be included. Which is still uh, dumb. Two, two, car- two-inch vanier twin carvings uh, in the same style that Atreus's wood carvings from the, uh, the brothers in the first game. A dwarven dice set, a 16-inch Mjolnir replica, and you're going to get a bunch of themes, avatars, uh, art books, soundtracks, and a bunch of stuff like that, uh, stuff for the game. Uh, all right, so Yield, you're obviously voicing your opinion about no physical disc being in the steel uh, in the collector's edition. You know that I've been vocal by saying how every time I buy a collector's edition, I have to turn around and sell the the physical copy of the game yeah. uh, to you know because I buy all my games digitally. Obviously, yeah. you're still in the physical uh, space. You don't, you haven't gotten digital yet. Why do you think this is so stupid? Because if I'm dropping that kind of money, I want a physical copy. I don't want a digital copy. Give put it, give both. Make both an option. One one a physical copy, one a digital copy. And one and one a digital copy. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's fair too. Especially because, if you're because, dropping two hundred and fifty bucks on a <laughs> Yeah, if you're dropping two if you're dropping two hundred and fifty bucks or more on a collector's edition, then I want a physical game. Especially if you're giving me a steel bookcase. Cause that is just so dumb. Here's a steel bookcase, but you don't get a game. You open it up, you can put a disc in it, but not the disc for the game because we didn't give you the game. It's just, it's so ass-backwards. Uh, Tricky. All right. I do have a question for you, sir. Sure. So when it comes to Sony first-party games, when was the last time that a game came out that you didn't buy the collector's edition for the that said game? Because we know that you love these things. I buy a lot of games that, that, that don't get the Well, no, I'm edition. talking about like I, the, the, the big Sony games, like your Horizons, your God of Wars, all of those. I'm trying to think. Because I do buy a lot of them. I didn't... No, I got, I got the collector's edition The Last of Us 2. I got the collector's edition for God of War. I got the collector's edition for both Horizons. Yeah, because you, you buy collector's editions for these Sony games like I buy pickles at the grocery store. Uh, I, I honestly don't remember when, when they weren't offered. Probably, or I, or wasn't able to get one. Um, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't remember. I pretty much get every one of them. No, I, I, I honestly I can't remember the last one. Time and I what he one. means by every one of them, he'll get one of each. Kind. He'll get the collector's edition. He'll get the no, premium no, no. I, edition. He'll no, get... I just get the most expensive one normally. <coughs> um, now it is also worth noting that if you uh, buy the PlayStation Four version, uh, you can upgrade to the PS Five version for ten dollars. That's also in the article. So. Yeah, which is the the, the with right. the thing going forward that you're always going to, have to do that going for, and it was after Horizon that, that started. Yeah, so if you want to upgrade, yeah. you're going to, have to pay the ten extra bucks to equal out the seventy dollars that you would have paid for the PS5 edition. All right, let's move on here to our next topic. Lollipop Chainsaw 
remake has been announced for 2023. And it's coming from the original producer. Uh, this is coming from IGN, written by Joe Scribbles. Uh, so, yeah. Lollipop Chainsaw is being remade. Uh, I think this is a good thing. I wasn't really a fan of the game, but I, I know it was very popular among people. What do you guys think about Lollipop Chainsaw? I think it's a batshit crazy game, and I didn't play it the first time, but, you know, I'd be willing to give it another... I'd be willing to give it a, a go this time. You know, granted, there's not something else I would rather play. I don't know, I'm... Those over-the-top action games, kind of the brutality of them, like Mad World and all that kind of stuff, I'm into them. But this, for some reason, this game was not as uh, at the top of my list as other games like that had been. Okay, well, apparently there was an update to this article uh, before I let uh, Yield and Riley talk. Apparently, the co-creators, Suda51 and James Gunn, have both confirmed they are not a part of the upcoming remake. On Twitter, Gunn said, I heard about it for the first time from Suda a couple weeks ago. Suda followed up by saying, neither Gunn nor am I involved in the project at all, and Suda's developer, Grasshopper Manufacturer, has nothing to do with development or anything. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Gunn later tweeted that he neither endorses nor condemns the project, but wanted to make clear who is and who isn't involved. So, apparently, the two people that created the game are not involved. So, well, I mean, it's just a remake, isn't it? So, it's not like they necessarily need to be involved. But also at the same time, yeah. isn't, isn't Grasshopper working on No More Heroes 3? Isn't that kind of what they are doing? Uh, or at least one of their projects? Uh, I believe that's what they're doing. But yeah, I mean, I'm when it comes to a remake, right now. you know, Team Eco, you know, Sony Japan, you know, Fumito Ueda like, was not involved with the PS4 remake of Shadow of the Colossus. That was Blue Point Games. So, I mean, you don't always have to have... I don't know if they were, you know... UEDA had any kind of like oversight over the project, but a lot of times these kind of things are handed off to another studio so that other studios can focus on other things. Uh, look right now. No More Heroes 3 uh, is was slated for last year. It came out last year. Oh, it did? Never mind then. I guess I wasn't paying enough attention. All right. Uh, Yield or Riley, how do you feel about this game being remade. I'm actually super pumped about it. I uh, played the original um, back when when it came out. I was working at GameStop, so I got to, to check it out for the weekend, uh, take it home, play it, played through the campaign, and beat it, and it was an absolute blast. As with a lot of games while I was working at GameStop, I played through it, and then I never got around to actually picking it up. Um, cause I did want to go back and like go for the, the platinum trophy, um, on that to see the, the alternate endings and whatnot. But I was just right before they announced this, I was like, man, I should look and see if I can get a, a copy of, of lollipop chainsaw. So I was looking it up to see, cause I, we had a, a discussion. I just picked up a few months ago, a copy of, uh, never dead for the PS3, another obscure ass game. And, um, but with lollipop chainsaw, there it's going like for 75 to 150 bucks online <laughs> so um as to where like shadows That's a of, little insane yeah as to where like shadows of the damned you can get because i was looking that up as well because i do have a copy of that um and it's it's much more like you you can probably score a copy for around 40 bucks but um 
yeah, I but I absolutely loved Lollipop Chainsaw. I thought it was super fun. Um, it it wasn't anything outstanding. It wasn't anything that uh, you know changed gaming. It was just a, a super fun hack and slash, tongue in cheek. Uh, yeah, super fun game. It was it was it didn't take itself ser- too seriously. And yeah, it was. I so I'm super super pumped because like I said, I was just looking. I was like, man, I should see about getting a copy of that saw the prices and i'm like nope and then like the next week they announced that they're doing the remake and i'm like oh yes <laughs> you know i will point out one positive of, of remakes and that is you know sometimes the original game comes out and the trophy list is kind of a bear so maybe you don't get the platinum trophy so maybe when they do the remake or the remaster guess what the trophy list eases up and you can finally get that platinum trophy in the game that you've been wanting it in uh, without the shadow of colossus 4 remake i would have never gotten the platinum trophy in that game so mm-hmm. that is one good thing about remakes is they can always change the trophy list. Oh, and also uh, Riley mentioned Shadows of the Damned. Uh, another game I have the platinum in, um, not to be a douche and brag about it, but uh, I totally <laughs> am. But also a really fun game. That was that was a really cool game. All right, Rick says Lollipop Chainsaw. It's fantastic. Um, and he also says PS1, PS2 classics are really crazy right now. They go up every month. Uh, I will also note that Lollipop Chainsaw has probably one of the most shameful plat- uh, trophies in existence. Oh, you're right. And I got it by accident. It sounds like I got it by accident. <laughs> sure you got it by accident. <laughs> I, I was I was noodling around with the controller and try, you know, getting my barons, and all of a sudden it just popped. And I'm like, what the f- Okay. I mean, yeah, I probably would have done that anyways, but I wasn't. <laughs> when the trophy popped, I wasn't trying for it. Right, Rick. Uh, the, the trophy was looking up her skirt. <laughs> sure, you got that by accident. Well, like, who? Right. What developers? Like, what should we do for trophies? Oh yeah, let's do this. Like, yeah, and it's like what I forget what the name of the trophy is. I don't know if anybody in chat, but it's like something like you perv or something. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Uh, apparently, Dupes says there's a trophy in near Automata for the same thing. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, and Rick says no one got that by accident you pervert <laughs> uh, alright moving on uh, Ubisoft is shutting down multiplayer and online servers for 15 games in September uh, this is coming from Adam Bankhurst over at IGN Ubisoft is set down to shut, shut down multiplayer and online services for 15 games on September 1st uh, including 5 Assassin's Creed games Far Cry 3 Splinter Cell Blacklist, Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, and more. Uh, to just give you the list of all the games, it's Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed 3, the twenty uh, the 12, 2012 release, uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherlines, Assassin's Creed Liberation HD, Assassin's Creed Revelations, Driver San Francisco, Far Cry 3, the 2012 release, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Future Soldier, Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, Rayman Legends, Silent Hunter 5, Space Junkies, Splinter Cell Blacklist, and Zombie U. So, if you are looking to get the platinum in those games that require online trophies, you might want to do that before September 1st. Uh, okay. Moving on. Yeah, I didn't even know. I, about- I wouldn't have even assumed that Assassin's Creed 2 still had the, the servers up, but that's... uh. It's kind of incredible because that's one of the last Assassin's Creed games. I mean, I played Brotherhood, but to think that it's been 10 years since I played an Assassin's Creed game and one of them is still got the servers open is is, yeah. is nuts. <clears throat> yeah, and, right, and also, to that point, beyond just the trophies, 
if you're you're sitting and you're like, oh yeah, I was gonna pick up some DLC uh, for one of the, get it now <laughs> because come September first, you will not be able to purchase it anymore. It will be gone from the yeah. stores. <clears throat> uh, speaking of Ubisoft, uh, coming from Matt came over IGN. Ubisoft has been quiet this summer, but the company plans to return to the spotlight when it debuts a Skull and Bones Ubisoft Forward in July, which we already had. Followed by another showcase in September with new reveals and updates on several games its studios have been working on. In a blog post, Ubisoft announced that on July 7th, there will be a Skull and Bones Spotlight, which we already talked about. Uh, then on September 10th at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, 3% Eastern, a new Ubisoft Forward returns in full force to reveal, up- reveal updates on news on multiple games and projects from the Ubisoft uh, teams around the world. Uh, so, yeah, look forward to that. You know, I wish they would just uh, come out and say, no, we're not going to talk about Beyond Good and Evil 2. Because <laughs> you know everyone who, uh, you know, wants that game, every time something like this comes up, they're like, oh, maybe they're going to do it now. And then, it, like a, you know, just like a little limp fart, it never happens. Uh, while Ubisoft has been ramping up the launch of Skull and Bones, we know there's still several franchises and games we haven't heard from in a while, including Assassin's Creed. The latest reports suggest Ubisoft is working on a live service evolving Assassin's Creed game. There are also other franchises like Far Cry, Watch Dogs, Rainbow Six, and more that we could potentially hear from at the event, as well as the delayed again Prince of Persia remake. Uh, Ubisoft already revealed that the next Mario plus Rabbits at the at the latest Nintendo Direct. All right. That is that for that. So, sounds like on. Ubisoft's doing a whole lot of nothing anybody cares about. Uh, I, I love that the 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 banner screenshot from that every Ubisoft game in development on that article has uh, Sam Fisher Splinter Cell, but they they don't mention it at all. <laughs> at all, <laughs> it's like yeah, don't tease me like that, Ubisoft. Uh, all right. So I'm going to skip the last one because I think uh, we've kind of beaten this dead horse. Uh, apparently, one of the Last of Us remake developers has addressed the crash, cash grab criticisms. Um, because it, it is. He basically just said that the, the amount of work that's being put into it, it it's not a cash grab. But it is. I mean, yeah, uh, there's a lot of work. There, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of work being put into it. I, I agree with that. But why remake a game? I... I don't know. I just can't understand it because you've. This is the third time you've remade the game, or second. You know, remakes. You know, because I want a remake of like Mega Man Three in like. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me pause you a second, Alice. I was gonna skip it, but if we're gonna go into the conversation, I might as well bring up the article. It's coming from <laughs> Comic Book Gaming and written by Cade O Ander O N D E R. Uh, one of the biggest critiques in the upcoming remake of The Last of Us, a.k.a. The Last of Us Part 1, is that it feels like a cash grab. It's a $70 version of a game from nine years ago that was remastered for the PS4 in 2014. The upcoming remake won't feature any substantially new content for the most part, and the story remains the same as far as Naughty Dog has disclosed, so in very simple terms, it's just a much, much prettier and enhanced version of a beloved game. That's not to discount the hard work that goes into it, but it definitely feels like the big price tag for this kind of remake. One of the developers credited on the game and Ben Studio animator Robert Morrison stated that The Last of Us Part 1 is not a cash grab and went on to discuss why he believes the project is more than what people are making it out to be. Morrison noted that Naughty Dog has poured a lot of care into this remake and has stated that it is the most meticulously built and crafted project he has ever worked on across his career. Quote, quote, 
Quote, actually, it's the most meticulous built and crafted project I've ever seen or been a part of in my entire career. The highest level of care and attention to detail as possible. He also tweeted that exact same thing. As of right now, it seems to be... As of right now, it remains to be seen how much it will justify the high price point for a remake of an already accessible, easily accessible title. The remake is likely to be made to cater to those who haven't played it, particularly people who may be interested in digging into it after watching the HBO adaptation of The Last of Us in 2023. Either way, no one is forced to buy the game at full price at launch. Anyone who has already experienced the game can wait if they really want to get their hands on the remake. That was the whole article, so please go give it a click. All right, Alex, I'm sorry I cut you off. No, I mean, I think it coming alongside the uh, the television show is is something that they want to do some kind of synergy there. But originally, you know, they were going to release this for PC. It's kind of a, a trend they have where they're putting a lot of their, their big first-party games, albeit later than when they released on the console, they're putting them on PC. So they were making this for the PC, and they said that the version they wanted to make of this game, and I think it was Neil Druckmann, this is the version they wanted to make, but they had limitations previously on the PS3. So I don't really have a problem with the remake. Like I said, if they're going to put it on PC and it runs on the PS5, why not? I, you know, I'm of the mind that if this is going to make Sony money that they can reinvest to make more games, I'm fine with it. But I will say that from a standpoint, like when it comes to remake and remasters, like I started to say that I want a Mega Man 3 remake in like Mega Man 11 art style. Like I think that'd be really cool. But at the same time, like. When it comes to these type of games, for a lot of people, there's a time period. I don't think there's a necessi- necess- uh, necessarily like a hatred of them, but I do think that there needs to be a certain time period in between the original release and the remake or remaster before for people feel like it's justified. So like if it's like uh, two years down the road, people may be like, well, why are you doing this? This game just came out. Meanwhile, with something like Alan Wake, the game has, you know, it's been like a decade or more since it came out, so maybe it's actually the right time to bring it out. So... I think for a lot of people, there is that time period there that that they need for it to feel justified. You know, why work on a newer game when you can bring back an older game or just work on a new game in general? All right, some comments from the chat. Uh, Rick says, everything is a cash grab nowadays. Dupe says, you can't say this isn't a cash grab, at, but then Skyrim is when they release it over and over again. Uh, Dupes goes on to say, sure, it's published. It looks good, but it's still a cash grab. Rick says, Skyrim absolutely is, and we'll buy it every time they release it. And Dupes agrees. Uh, Rick says, spend $100 million on a new IP or re-release an old IP for $30 million. It's the same net profit. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're the company and you can release it and make a lot of money off it, which Ghost of Tsushima, the director's cut, did very well for him, why wouldn't you? I mean, if people will buy it, why wouldn't you? All right. Uh, before we go into our topic of the week, we know you know what is coming. Time to check my social media. Alright, so Riley, while I'm looking up the uh, the questions for you, mm-hmm. uh, we have to ask our guests, what do you guys think uh, what do you think of that sound bite? What uh, sound bite? I didn't hear anything. I, I didn't hear a sound bite unless it's <laughs> Oh, you guys didn't hear the soundbite? No, because no. we we haven't heard anything. Yeah, we didn't hear the intro either. So the silence, as a as a father of four, I'm always a fan of silence. <laughs> I wonder. Oh, I know why you guys didn't get because I'm on the wrong camera. Okay, it's a different microphone. <clears throat> anyway, uh, I'll, I'll play the soundbite for you, it's, and I'll have. It's, a... it's like you've never done this before. 
Well, no, because now I'm used to. Is it the, the Lion King social media one? Yes. yes. <sighs> it's all right. <laughs> I I did. I I listened to the episode that Tony was on a few weeks ago, and I I heard it, and I like I don't hate it. I just I I hear it a lot on on reels and on TikTok and what, and so I'm just like, eh, it's whatever. It's it's a little played out. So should, I, I don't hate it told, if that's if that's you know, but I just you shouldn't have told Yilda comes from TikTok. Now he's gonna hate it. I thought Yilda hated. Well, it actually, actually, it's not a surprise because Tricky can't find anything original on his own without going to TikTok. <laughs> well, no, I found that. On, I heard that on TikTok. I said it's, uh, that was fine. Uh, uh, Rick says hashtag fuck Joe. Ouch. Uh, uh, so the reason why you guys didn't hear it is because you guys are listening to me on Skype, which Skype is using my camera microphone because I didn't want to split uh, my podcast microphone through three different sources. That's why you guys didn't hear it. Uh, which I'm gonna have to switch back because uh, we're gonna have to. Uh, I have to <coughs> play Sid in a second. All right. So questions uh, coming from Alex. Alex uh, Riley, this is directed towards you. And- okay. And Ben, they're uh, both from Ohio, so we, we have to get to the bottom of this great mystery. Okay, so this is Branch this dressing. is coming this is coming to <laughs> Riley and Yield. Uh Alex wants to know you guys, do you guys put like cinnamon in your chili? No. Skyline's okay for No, what it's it not. Is. No, and I will but, die. I will die on that hill. And this is something you can, that no, I, you're okay with that. <laughs> I, I, I get, I get in this argument with people in a Bengals Facebook chat that want to sing the praises of Skyline, and I'm like, it's all right. I mean, I didn't know. I'll, I'll eat there. I didn't know that it was a thing. We, I thought we used to go to. I used to have a friend. We'd go to their house like after church on Sundays, and they would generally always make chili or chili spaghetti. And I just thought that they were shitty cooks. Um, I didn't realize that it was like a Gold Star or Skyline recipe. I no, I think it's awful, and I, I'm especially, I, I'm especially against it because the last time that I went to a Skyline, it bent, uh, yielded. It was you and me and my wife. All right. Okay. In in our our first apartment after after we had gotten married. Ah. Wow, old school. That's, All that's right. the last time that I went to Skyline. Do you know why that's the last time I went to Skyline? It probably blew you up. That is the only time in my adult life that I have shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> we, wow. we lived upstairs, and I did not make it up the stairs to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it, it so that, that kind of that soured me on, on, the whole, on the whole Skyline thing. But... Side note: I just don't care for cinnamon in my chili. <laughs> for anyone who, because we got a listener, a lot of listeners from across the pond who who doesn't know why I asked this, because Skyline is a is is like kind of centered. It was started in Cincinnati, so it's this right. chili company that is famous for putting chili or cinnamon in their chili recipe. Yes. So in their chili dogs and the chili spaghetti, and I, you know, a lot of people, it's it's very divisive. A lot of people absolutely love it. A lot of people are right. And don't. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's I I feel like there's there's very, very few people actually. And this is weird that Ben is like a middle ground on any or I'm sorry, that Yield is like a middle ground on anything because he's generally not. He's, he's very one side or the other. Um, but, yeah, most people, especially around here, especially in bumfuck Ohio, 
are are very passionate about it. Like Skyline oh, yeah. slash Gold Star oh, are the is the greatest thing since Betty White slicing bread. And then yeah. there are the people you, you, that you're you're either are intelligent you're either for Gold Star or you're for Skyline. Yeah, there, there's no I like both. And I mean I hate them both in fair play, but yeah. Well, I'd rather have chili dogs at home, but that's my uh, opinion. Well, I mean, I would too, because then that way I can make them myself without cinnamon and not shit my pants. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have to shit, you're close to a bathroom. This is true. I don't have to try to, like, get out of the car, run up three flights of stairs, and down the hall to the bathroom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so Rick says uh, he's laughing his ass off right now and, you know, fair play for confessing. Uh, and th- th- this question, I guess, is coming from Dupes for all of us, uh, considering we got on the topic now. Uh, Dupes wants to know, when was the last time you shit yourself? When I was in diapers? Um, after Yield and my wife and I went to Skyline. <laughs> like, what, 20 years ago? <laughs> Alex? Honestly, I've had the good fortune of being able to make it to the bathroom as an adult, so I can't remember the last time. Although I will tell you the last real scare I had. You know, there are just some foods that just run right through you. Um, I think we had been out at a restaurant. I can't remember where it was, but we came home, and, you know, I thought it was okay. So, you know, we got home. Our dog needs to go to the bathroom. So I took Athena out for a walk, and halfway through the walk, I'm like, oh, no. We're in the danger zone, folks. I'm about to shit myself on this walk. So I had to try to get Athena to hurry home so I, I did not just poop all over myself. So I made it, but that was a definite scare where I thought that I could make it through an entire walk. And halfway through, it was, uh, the, the red uh, Tricky's Ranger's goal alarm was going off in my head. Like, oh, Jesus. Airlift, airlift me home to the toilet because otherwise it was going rough. I was sweating uh, bullets to not drop it in Ben's or in Yield's truck all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I appreciate that. I, the thing is, like, I made it all the way down the hallway. I was, I was almost there, but yeah, alas. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, if you guys listen to Loot Brothers, you know the last time that I had a close call. Uh, I cannot say it again on this show because uh, I nearly got in real trouble at work about it. Uh, but if you want to hear that story, go listen to that. I can't tell you the last time I shit myself, but I can tell you there are a lot of close calls because, uh, you know, I work for sanitation. And a lot of times I'm driving a truck from, you know, point A to point B. And there's not a lot of places to stop. Jeff so Bezos is making it, you pee in a bottle. It's it's one of those things where it's like you you I leave the garage with a truck and I just get on like the Jersey Turnpike or just get into the Holland Tunnel. And it's like, oh, shit. I got to go, and you're desperate to find places. So I've made deals with certain vendors along the way saying, hey, listen, if I come in, uh, it's an emergency situation. I got to go. So <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I shit myself, but there's been a lot of close calls. Uh, and Rick's saying in the chat uh, <laughs> the story I'm telling. Uh, again, but I can't tell that because somebody from my job heard the story, and uh, I got in real trouble for it. I don't know how you could get so. in trouble for almost shitting yourself. Uh, it's, I mean, unless you're a neurosurgeon, that would probably be bad. You should, I, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you after a double recording because I can't do this on the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to guess uh, the last time you shit yourself was when you saw a full-scale model of Harley Quinn and decided no, that, that you that, needed that uh, for your house and you were so excited that you pooped yourself like a like an old man at a nursing home. No, uh, 
So, no, you know, I'm going to stop there. I'm not even, <laughs> even going to finish that statement. Uh, uh, so, on top of all that, uh, Ashley, uh, Alex says Ashley, wants to know, what about noodles? Do you like cinnamon in your noodles? I love how we've, we've sandwiched the, the skyline, like the chili and the noodles skyline. talk in between. Like, in the middle of that was like a shit sandwich, literally. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty much what it's like eating at Skyline. Um, <laughs> oh, before you answer, yes. you know how I know what you're talking about when you say Skyline is because there was a, a Ron White bit about how he was uh, he showed up to town and they were apparently it was the, the uh, cook-off, like the statewide cook-off. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I know when you say Skyline that there's actually a place oh, called Skyline, Skyline Chili. Skyline Chili, and... yes. There's also Gold Star, that... but <laughs> it, yeah, they're both equally. Uh, all right, so vile. cinnamon in your noodles. I'm not really a fan of cinnamon in anything. Did, wait, does she mean? Outside. Didn't she mean noodles and chili? Isn't that what she's going for with that question? Oh, I don't know. Uh, she she just said, "What about noodles?" I just assumed it was cinnamon in the noodles. no. No one puts cinnamon on noodles. I, I'm sorry for our. For okay, our, so what you, about chili? If we have a listener then. that puts cinnamon on their noodles, you know, I I I'm, I'm, I hope that I didn't just offend you, but I think it was more because you know, steak and shake and you know, um, skyline they will have noodles in their chili. Okay, so yes. I guess we're talking about uh, chili in your noodles or noodles within your chili. So. I'm sorry. It, if we're if we're factoring <clears throat> if we're factoring cinnamon out of the equation, then yeah, I can I I can I can get down on some some chili spaghetti. Absolutely, it's 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 been a minute, but that actually sounds pretty good. I'm gonna have to make some this week. All right, yield. Uh, I'll eat noodles in my chili at Skyline, but that's it. All right. Uh, I just want to welcome Caneless to the chat. He's just popped in saying, "I love noodles." We All right, so a question from Rick on Facebook says, worst, ga- worst game you've ever played for more than an hour. What made it so bad? I realize that the played over an hour simulation will make Tricky have to really think hard as he's played a lot of shit for 15 minutes or less platinums. Man, let's see. Which uh, Metal Gear Solid game am I going to pick for this one? <laughs> I hate you. <clears throat> Probably the second one. I kept falling asleep during it. Yeah, I remember all the hype surrounding right, that yep. game, and it also did seem like it let a lot of people down. Like, I'm not trying to be a prick about this. Like, it, it, I know that Sons... 45-minute cutscenes. Yeah, Sons of Liberty had a lot of people excited for obvious reasons. It was a sequel to, you know, one of the biggest PlayStation games of all time. But then, like, you know, you had, you had a lot of people that loved it, but then there was also a lot of people that were like, man, this is, this was overhyped to the moon. I, I, Sons of Liberty got a lot of hate because you didn't play as Snake. You played as Raiden, so to be fair there. Yeah. Uh, Dupe says, if I say Persona 4, he's out. <laughs> uh, so, Riley, do you have a game that you played for over an hour uh, that was bad? That I played for over an hour that was bad? Yeah, I'm sure. Let me look over here at my shelf. Um, okay, why are you yes, looking? Damnation. Uh, Damnation. Damnation. It was one that I had... It was Back when I was working at GameStop, it was a, a very obscure PS3 game. Um, I don't know if it was like some sort of cyberpunk western. I don't really remember. What I do remember is that I had checked it out to to play it. We could play it, you know, check it out over the weekend. I played a couple hours of it because I'm like, well, it's free. It's not costing me anything. It's not great. Um, and then my PS3 died with the disc in it, so I had to buy the son of a bitch. <laughs> 
<laughs> and send my system off. Never did get the game back. Um, so I somewhere around here, I th probably still have the case with the box art of Damnation. Um, but yeah, that that one definitely ranks up there because it, it was not good. <laughs> it broke your it system. Cost me, yeah, and it cost me like $35 for a game that I would not have spent $5 on. <clears throat> Free was the right price for Damnation. <laughs> All right. Uh, Yield, do you have an answer? No, I do not. I really can't think of a, of. I mean, I'm sure there is one, but I can't think of one off the top of my head that I've played that I was like, man, this... This was an absolute waste of time. It's I, tough because usually if it's complete ass, I will dip way before an hour. Yeah. And if I play it for more than an hour, I am usually in a groove to where I'm enjoying it. I guess I guess Fallout 3, I know we get some hate for this probably, but Fallout 3 also. I, I just could not get into it, and I know it picks up after whatever, but I, I restarted that game several times, and I just could not. So, But not as bad All as right. Damnation. Not as bad as Damnation. <laughs> Alright, Alex, do you have a different answer other than Metal Gear Solid Well, too? I guess you can't accept my my real answer there, so I'll give you another answer. Oh, to no, I, I didn't no, know no, no, if that no, was no. your I, real answer. I will fully admit the Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid games are not for me. I just can't get behind that kind of stealth. and the You know, it's funny, Tricky, you talk about the slow plotting action, but then you love Metal Gear Solid, which arguably has some of the slowest action I've ever played in a game. Um, I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just saying it's not for me. But... Um, <laughs> EA's NFL Blitz that came out within the last 10 years, I want to say. I played it for a little bit. I mean, I grew up with NHL hits, you know, um, uh, NFL Blitz, Slugfest, like all those different games, and I, I loved them. And then so when they brought, EA brought out this new NFL Blitz, I was like, sure, I'll try it. And I played it in abysmal. I, I, I mean, I played it for about an hour and stopped playing, even, you know. Even as a completionist as I am about trophies, it's one of those games that I just dropped immediately. I'm like, nope, no thank you. I'm done with this. So NFL Blitz from EA is my my answer there. All right, so some questions from the chat. Uh, Kayla says PNO3. I don't know what that is. Anybody know what PNO3 is? I do not know. Maybe it's, a, it's an acronym okay. for something? I, I'm assuming it's an acronym, but I just don't know. Uh... Dupes says, I can think of Fantasy Star one. Online, but that's not P&O. Uh, maybe it's a typo. Maybe I'm trying to write uh, Fantasy Star Online. Uh, Dupe says, Spider-Man, the one before the good ones on the PS4. Uh, oh, my God, Dupes. You are absolutely right. I totally... It's so bad I blanked it out. Spider-Man 3, the movie tie-in on PS3, was total shit. And I played... I played more of an hour for myself, but my oldest son was, was pretty young at the time, so he wanted to play Spider-Man. So I had to play on his profile enough to get him to the open world where he could play it. So I had to suffer through multiple hours of that steaming turd of a game. <clears throat> uh, Rick says you can leave now because Fallout <laughs> 3 is the GOAT. Uh, Kayla says it is actually called PNO3. Uh, so it's a GameCube game. Uh, all right, and my answer, which is going to sound like a troll answer, but I'm being legit when I say this, Alan Wake. I cannot stand oh, that game. Oh, you're being such a troll. I cannot stand <laughs> that game, and I have to. I have to finish it soon for the uh, for the deal I made with uh, Levi, and I just finished chapter four. But that game is so bad. I don't know how anybody likes that game. 
Everybody's telling me to fuck off. <laughs> See, the Alan Wake, I, back in my GameStop, again, back in my GameStop days, um, I I checked that one out and I played because I, I was not sure like about horror games or whatever as much. I'm more into them now. Um, and I I played, played probably an hour of it. I got through like the first episode, chapter, whatever the hell you call it. Um, sold the hell out of it to people, talked it up, but I never went back to buy it and I still haven't bought the remake. So I'm not saying that it was bad. It was just not something that, that captured me like, oh, yes, I want that game. I want to – I have no desire to really finish it. <laughs> All right. Listen, I, I know it sounds like I'm trolling, and I'm and I'm really – honestly, I'm not. Like, I, I just – I don't like the gameplay. I don't like the story. Like, I think the story is so generic, and I think <clears> I, I think I see the ending coming from a mile away, but I don't want to say it because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to spoil, potentially spoil it. But – I, it it's, to me it's like, I can only play that game for twenty thirty minutes before I'm like I gotta shut this off, but I'm forcing myself to play it more and more and more, because I I gotta finish it for the deal with uh Levi, uh Nitro says his choice, oh this might be a hot take, uh his <laughs> choice is Mad Max. That that was the one the movie uh, tie in that they did, which was an open world game that I think some of us played on this on this show, which people seem to like. I can, I can see that though. See, uh, yeah, I, I have why, it, but, but I've Rick... never played it. I know I know that Yield has and speaks somewhat highly of it. Um, enough that I I want to. I mean, shot. I mean, I I enjoyed it for the car combat, but I mean, well, it wasn't really a movie tie in, but. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was, but the hate that people give it, it's legit hate. I mean, like, you can burn through the story missions probably less than eight hours, and then if you want to go for the platinum, you got a long way to go. Uh, the chat... <laughs> this is funny. The, the Twitch chat just banned Rick for ten minutes for saying the word Xbox. Oh, I was trying to figure out. I'm like, we... <laughs> What? I was like, what the heck did he get get it timed out for? Oh, he the said, X tricky word. Get it, he said, <laughs> Tricky, get an Xbox to play Quantum Break. Masterpiece, much better than Alan Wake. Rick, you're unbanned. I don't know why I banned you for saying Xbox. Wait, I said I said it earlier, so, I mean, I guess I'm not on Twitch, so that that's kind of... No, he, yeah. he typed it. He typed it, yeah. So I was trying to unban... <laughs> I was trying to untime you out. I couldn't... <laughs> if, if I can go back to Alan Wake for a little bit, where I believe that I said this previously when we talked about the game when it came out, is that while it's great that the game came back out and gave people a chance to play it that never had the opportunity to play it before because it was on Xbox and PC but never came to the PlayStation, I feel like the people that are going to get the most out of playing that game are the people who have already played it, the people who played it back when it first came out. Whereas some of the elements in that game, you know, the world traversal and all that, it gets it's kind of clunky. Like it's not – you play games these days like shooters and – in, in games with a lot of exploration, third-person exploration, and the game just isn't as up to snuff as a lot of those games. So, you know, they, they didn't update it. You know, they updated it, but there's only so much they could do with the code. So I feel like if you're new to the game, you probably look at it with a little more harsh view than people who previously played it. Because, I you know, when it comes to, like, modern games, does it stand up as well? No, because it's an older game, and, you know, it's just a, a remaster. But, um, you know, I, so I, I think that I can understand where Tricky's coming from. I don't think it's not as he's overplaying how bad it is, but I mean, I don't think he, I feel like he generally feels that way, but I think it's a little bit overplayed 
as in like, I think he's being a little ridiculous about it, but that's just, you know, my opinion, but I can understand how, you know, someone like me or Daryl or Kalai who played that game before and really enjoy it, how, and you know, Levi as well, how we would get more out of the game than Tricky would, because, you know, we have that love for the game and, you know, it's just a game that we have wanted to replay, whereas Tricky coming at it from a new, like, the eyes of 2021 in 2022 it's it's not as new and as fresh so he's like well what is this like this this game just feels old all right so we're gonna move on rick i don't know why i banned you i'm sorry i i removed it from the ban list but that's funny <laughs> all right so uh i forgot to put in uh sid from last week he sent us a sophie trophy so i'm gonna play that now we're gonna send it across the pond to sid hello again guys sid again with sophie's trophies Hope you lot are all okay. Um, I'll be honest with you guys, this week, or this past couple of weeks, I have been playing on the Switch. Um, you know, I've been enjoying myself with the Switch. Um, every now and then it is nice to play a game with no trophies, and nobody actually told me how good the Switch was. I love that bloody machine. But, I am here for Sophie's Trophies, um, so I will tell you about another game. This one is Kruger. It is a PS4, PS5 uh, easy game. Um, and I, when I say easy, it is very easy. It doesn't take long to do at all, guys. It's a funnish little game. Um, it kind of reminds me of something called Rick Dangerous that was on the Amiga. I don't know if people have played that one. But the trophies are simple. The game is short. Um, and if you just want a simple one, go for it. So, as always, guys, we have... Platinum Trophy, uh, which is called Kruger. And then we have Finish Level 1, Finish Level 2, and Finish Level 3. So, obviously, not very long. Uh, Very simple platformer, you just run and jump. Then you have Avoid Obstacle in Level 1, Avoid Obstacle in Level 2, and Avoid Obstacle in Level 3. Now, I don't need to tell you what the obstacles are, guys, because as you play the game, you'll do it automatically. Very simple, very easy. Then we have collect one coin, collect three coins, collect five coins. So, like Mario, as you run around, jump around, you will collect your coins. Then we have make your first jump. Then we have jump five times, jump ten times. Jump 15 times, jump 20 times, and jump 25 times. So, yeah, um, jump a lot. Um, You know, if you need that one explaining to you, you've got issues. But I guess you don't, guys, because you are all seasoned trophy hunters. And the last one we have is Discover Bat, um, which is very simple. There's a bat, and you discover it. So, yeah, Um, I'm sorry this isn't the greatest one, guys. It's a very short one. Um, I will try and get back to the PlayStation this week, although I'm not sure what to play. I've got the PS Plus uh, premium thing. Uh, The streaming on the PS3 is absolute dog shite. Um, So it keeps cutting out on that. The PS1 games they've got on there are not great. I've tried IQ. Or Intelligence Cube or Kirushi as it's called over here and I've tried Ape Escape which I'm sorry guys I can't get into Ape Escape it's fucking awful 
it really is terrible um but that's just me some people may still enjoy it i don't know um but i will have a look through properly at some point um i'm just hoping for tomb raider with trophies that will make make me very happy and give you one hell of a good sophie's trophies hopefully so yeah that's it from me guys this week hope you're all doing okay look after yourselves and keep getting those trophies bye Oh, was that you that left yield? Yes. <laughs> I thought that was you. Uh, some comments uh, from the chat. Toop uh, says, playing a Steam Steam Deck version of uh, Sony... Con Hold on. Let me read exactly what he wrote because I don't want to... Sony should pop out a Steam Deck-style Vita but have it just as a PlayStation Plus machine. Uh, and Rick says, oh shit, playing Siphon Filter or Wild Arms at work for trophies would be amazing. Yeah, it is amazing when you play, you know, get trophies at work. Tricky. Uh, no one asked you. I once got a gold star at work. <laughs> Did uh, it have any chili? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not, not a gold star chili. It, it, it didn't come with chili, okay. It did not come with chili. Uh, now, I will say before we go to a topic of the week that there was a rumor, and I'm saying rumor because I think it's fake, uh, that But Sony he posted is... it on the, on the site anyway. Well, yes, because I, you know, I, I got to share the news because if it comes true, we can say we broke it. Um, <laughs> it, it looks like uh, the rumor is that Sony's making a Vita, which is basically going to be a digital-only console, which is going to be uh, linked to uh, PlayStation Plus and stuff like that. So if that comes out, that would be really cool because the, the one image I saw looked really slick. Uh, Dupes wants to know, Riley, yes, what do you do as a job to get you gold stars? What was that? <laughs> Dupes wants to know, what do you do as a job that you get gold stars? <laughs> Um, it's, uh, no, I'm not a primary school teacher. I work at a bookstore and it's actually sort of a, a running joke amongst the thing. If somebody, uh, does something like the owner as almost as a goof, like we'll give them a gold star. But I of course leaned into it and was like, hell yeah. And <laughs> it was on the dash of my car for the longest time <laughs> because that's how I roll. Right. That's so awesome. All right, so our topic of the week involves leaks. Uh, this is stemming from an article from IGN written by Ryan Dinsdale. Wait, are uh, we talking the same kind of leaks? Like after eating Skyline? Uh, no. I got, I got, no, okay. <laughs> okay. I just want to confirm. A streamer has leaked that She-Hulk is officially coming to Marvel's Avengers while live on Xbox Twitch channel with a Crystal Dynamics developer. Technique TV was a guest streaming on the channel with Avengers lead designer Brian Wagoner for less than an hour before he let it slip that She-Hulk was coming to the game with a clip later being shared by Miller on Twitter below. Despite, despite there being no official word on the character coming to Avengers, Technique asked if fans wanted to know a fun fact about She-Hulk. Quote, I don't know if I can say this. I think it was public knowledge. I'll just say this. I don't like the face that Brian is making. He went on to explain that his own acting coach is the voice of She-Hulk, though Technique caught on, uh, caught on, the, uh, the neglected to mention that the actress came, in, the actress's name in the case wasn't public. There's a weird sound coming through. Someone's grilling a cricket. Uh, quote, nope, we've, nope, nope, we never announced She-Hulk. 
Uh, Wagner clarified as the stream grew painfully awkward. The full conversation can be see- still be seen on Xbox channel at around 52 minutes where Technique grew sheepish and claimed that he doesn't know if it's true or not. Quote, we're working on our next hero, Wagner said. We haven't said who it's going to be yet. All right, so... One, it's awkward that you're streaming with a guy who just leaked the information while you're sitting there and you represent the company. But this conversation comes on... uh, Our topic of the week, I want to stem on leaks. Like, obviously, in today's day and age with the internet and stuff like that, things are going to leak. But how do you guys feel about the leaks? Like, are, are you looking forward to something leaking or... Or you just want to wait until the company officially announces it to get the full information so you not sit there in anticipation going, is this true, is this not true? Alex, we'll start with you, sir. I mean, I don't I don't really look forward to leaks. Generally, when it comes to games, I try to, you know, to get excited for games, you have to see a certain amount about the game. But I also try to keep it to a minimum because I just kind of want to experience the game as full as I can once it comes out. So I'm not really online looking for media and stuff like that but the only instance is when you know i'll go to the playstation store something's on sale and i don't know too much about the game so it's like okay i'll go watch the trailer and you know, and see what it's about but as far as leaks go i i you know they like you said with the you know how many people are involved in projects and the way that information disperses and how quickly it can disperse i think that it's you know just a part of you know every aspect of our lives when it comes to stuff like this but uh, i mean i i don't I don't hate it one way or the other. I guess it can feed excitement. It can be, you know, because people can purposely leak things to kind of build excitement as a way to, to market stuff. But uh, I don't see them as good or bad. I mean, you know, I guess some leaks get into spoiler territory. And obviously no one wants to have to completely shut down from the internet because people online are just going to start sharing stuff you don't want to see. But for me personally... Uh, leaks are you know they can drum up excitement i just i don't feel super negative or super positive one way or the other on them they just kind of are a thing that happen and i know that certain companies like nintendo when they leak information information about uh you know that people have gotten in real big trouble from it from nintendo like nintendo has gone after and sued them when they leaked information about you know pokemon games specifically pokemon sword and shield so i know that people like nintendo will go after you for that kind of thing but me personally as a gamer it's just kind of you know every day in this industry and it, you know I'm, I'm not don't hate them don't love them it's just kind of like if i see something it's like okay it, we'll, we'll see what this is about all right dupes in the chat says that's another game he played for over an hour that's uh it's absolute crap uh easily up there with the worst game he's ever played then he goes on to say i don't think leaks exist the companies want the info out there to create the hype and it <clears throat> usually backfires yield what do you think about leaks uh, unfortunately, it is a, an evil side of most entertainment businesses that everybody's got some insider somewhere feeding them. I mean, look at how we are eager to either talk about it here or even post it on the Facebook group of, oh, hey, so-and-so, who is a confirmed accurate leaker of these are the games you're getting and plus next month. <coughs> So, I think it takes some of the anticipation away, and I'm I'm not a fan of it. I don't go looking for it. So, yeah. All right, Riley. Um, I'm 
it, it kind of depends on the situation. I'm I'm a bit old school. I miss the the old days of, uh, you know, having to to wait for uh, a magazine or the even even not so much that, but like the weekly podcast, like back in the days, the One Up Show and stuff, and with leaks and stuff that would come out like that. But I I miss the the hype and build up around like E3 and which obviously is defunct now, but that type of stuff where there's a buildup for, oh, here's going to be an announcement. And instead of being like, oh, yeah, that was cool, you know, what they announced, it's like, oh, well, shit, they didn't announce th this thing that I wanted. It was, you know, and we already knew about that. Well, I, I feel like it's, th they're not great. Um, I get, well, I mean, it's just, it's the, the information, you know, age that we live in where the, the stroke, you can, you know, the accidental stroke of a button can uh, leak game code to the internet. Um, it's happened. Uh, so, I mean, something like that. I'm not the biggest fan. I don't... Uh, it doesn't... I'm kind of with the old there. It just doesn't bother me a ton. Or, I'm sorry, with Alex. Because it doesn't, it doesn't bother me a ton. If there is a game that's coming out that I'm excited about, I will... Um, and I think Yilda and I have talked about this. Uh, privately, like, we'll go, you know, media blackout on it just to avoid spoilers because, like, leaks, I feel, are okay. I, I hate it when a company, when there's a leak and then the company, like, tries to downplay it or, like, wag the dog to, oh, no, look over here, you know, just just own it. It's, it, it is what it is. Um, I, I think this guy uh, handled it well <laughs> when it was le uh, leaked. He was like, you know, we're uh, we're working on our next hero. We haven't said who it's going to be. Like, he didn't... I, I think he handled that not only the best way that he could, but I really the best way that... The way things leaks like that should be handled. Because he's not going to say, oh, no, because, you know, he's got to report to the legal team when he gets off the stream. Um, but... But his face basically oh, confirmed yeah. it, too. Oh, like his face in there was like, oh, shit. But, I mean, I, and again, going back to, like, the old, the, the days, the, the heyday of, like, the one-up show and, like, all those when IGN, they had their own podcasts that I, at the time, listened to uh, religiously, um, they would often have uh, a dev or somebody in there and would make mention of the fact that someone from the legal team was sitting, like, right across the table, mean-mugging them to be sure that they didn't, open their mouth and say anything that they didn't want out yet it was almost an adversarial um which to me then felt adversarial from between the company and and me as a consumer um now like it it just it is what it is work harder uh make make stuff good make us interested um lean into the leaks shit happens if if your stuff gets leaked just be like well we haven't said yet or you know don't don't try to to a bunch of a bullshit spin on it um i mean yeah and then like like you said sometimes you get the the leaks go into spoiler territory if you're if, if you're going to spoil something you can you can burn in hell that's <laughs> the way i feel about it um like i went completely media dark on uh the last of us 2 once you know i i heard that there were some some leaks coming out um i had uh Grand Theft Auto, was it San Andreas? Yeah, San Andreas <laughs> big was spoiled for me uh, on that, like shortly after the game came out. And I'm just like, oh, that was that was awful. Um, so, yeah, as far as leaks, it is what it is. I think that 
companies need to be more agile with how they they deal with stuff because things are going to get out and consumers are not stupid for the most part and so don't treat them like they're stupid um yeah it's i i again i don't have a problem with leaks it does i feel take a little of the the christmas morning joy hype out of it but i've i've never had a game be ruined by a leak I've never had my experience with the game be ruined by knowing that it was coming out early. You know, like if they announce, oh, we're, there's a, a a new, you know, GTA 6 is dropping. Well, I know GTA 6 is dropping. I will probably purchase it when it comes out. But knowing of its existence or knowing even a window of when it's going to be released, like as far as like that, a leak, that Rockstar would be pissed if that got out. I don't care. That's not going to damage my enjoyment of the game. Now, if there's a big plot twist and somebody tells me, oh, yeah, the main character dies two-thirds of the way through the game and then your plane is riding from Metal Gear Solid, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's going to that's gonna impact, impact my enjoyment. Uh, all right, so... Worst game direction ever. <laughs> some, some comments from the chat. Um, Dupe says, if it's that sensitive, get everybody working on it under an NDA, which I respond to him saying, NDAs don't always work. Many break them. He said true, but then use it to the full effect. Blacklist them from ever getting any info again. Then you get same with spoilers. If you spoil TV shows, game plot points like Stranger Things and Rocket League, insta banned. Uh, and then a bunch of things about uh, Rick wanted to know if everybody watched uh, Stranger Things now because his nine year old is listening to Master Puppets on repeat. Yeah, go. <laughs> there, Spotify has the official soundtrack for Stranger Things, and it is really, really good. Especially the, uh, the Stranger Things mix they did of Separate Ways by Journey. Very nice. I will uh, interject another thing into this conversation where there is definitely a dark side of, to leaks because a lot of times, you know, we, the, you know, when we're surfing the internet, we just kind of happen upon leaks. It's not like we're necessarily seeking them out, but you know, there are certain times when I can think back to the the 35th anniversary of Zelda, which we just had last year, which Nintendo completely fucking wasted, but. You know, there were all these, these I guess, the, you know, I don't know if you to classify these as leaks or rumors or whatever, but everyone talked about, oh, you know, we're getting HD editions of, you know, this Zelda game and that Zelda game and Ocarina of Time and Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, and none of that stuff ever came true. So a lot of times these leaks, when they turn, turn out to be true, and I don't know if we want to differentiate between what is a true leak and what turns out to be false, but... You get people hyped for stuff. It's like, oh my god, it's coming because we do have a tendency a lot of times to like, okay, well, this person has been correct about all these leaks in the past, so they've got to be right about this time. And you get people excited, and then all of a sudden, stuff doesn't happen, and it's like, now I'm pissed because now I got hyped up, and I'm completely disappointed. So there is definitely a dark side to leak leaks. Uh, I definitely agree with Riley that people need to be more agile when it comes to you know dealing with leaks. Companies need to you know lean into them, but there's definitely a negative aspect to leaks, especially when, because it, when it comes to so many leaks, it's kind of hard to tell what's bullshit and what's not. You know, we, we kind of have a track record for certain people based on their contacts within companies, but sometimes even those fall through. So you just kind of, it's kind of, you got to be careful where you step because there may be a, a, a Kevin McAllister Home Alone trap waiting for you behind any of these leaks. Well, you know, and, and to that point, as, while you were talking, I just remembered, I, I guess I, I need to... to redact or go back on what i said there there was a well, i guess it wasn't really a leak so much as a full-blown announcement of a game that ended up not coming out that, that 
did impact my enjoyment of the game because I never got it. Um, and that was, uh, do you guys remember, because I'm not the biggest fighting game player, biggest fighting game fan. I'll, I'll dabble a little bit here and there. But uh, when, was it Street Fighter Cross Tekken? Yeah. Came out? And then they were going to do Tekken had, Cross Street Fighter? Yes. And that was the one that I was interested in. The Street Fighter characters in the in the Tekken engine. And it never, it never happened. Um, and I was I was sorely disappointed and I, because that was the one of the two. Like I could could have gave a shit about the other one, but that was the one that I was actually interested in. And I'm sure with how popular Tekken is, you were not the only person. Then that game, yeah, mm-hmm. it just actually completely disappeared, like off the face of the yeah. earth. Yep. All right. Well, apparently the Twitch stream is uh, going in and out because ads keep popping up. I have to figure that out. See if we can reduce the number of ads. All right. So. With uh, now, when it comes to leaks, see to me, it's it's a double edged sword, and I have to admit that I'm kind of guilty uh, in leaking something. Uh, a couple years ago, oh, oh, before I go into this, uh, Riley, you mentioned about E3 uh, being kind of dead. It was just recently announced. I didn't put it in the agenda, but Read Pop, the people that do packs, mm-hmm. are taking over and hosting E3 every year now. Oh, cool. So I don't know if that's going to change anything to make it more relevant, but Repop definitely does put on a good convention because anybody that's been to a PAX knows that. So let's see what Repop does start next year with uh, E3. Uh, so uh, now going back to my story. See, leaks, to me, when I first started proving Gamer, like I, I wanted to get clicks to the website. I wanted to get, you know, I wanted people to write. I want you know, to attract attention to the website. Obviously, if you launch a website, that's your one of your main goals. Uh, a couple years ago, and I never mentioned the guy's name, but I was talking to a guy from Naughty Dog, uh, and he accidentally told me that The Last of Us 2 existed. And, you know, he quickly caught himself and stopped, and I said that, I told him that, you know, if he gives me a little details about the game, I, you know, I won't, you know, I'll leave his name out of it, and I went up reporting it. And I was... Uh, if you go back into the comments of the article, I was basically shit on saying that I was a liar, didn't exist, blah, blah, blah. But everything I wrote in that article came true. Every single thing. And if you guys remember... Uh, Except it wasn't announced when you said it was going to be announced. Well, see, okay, and that's what I was about to go into. If you guys remember E3 a couple years ago, they I don't remember the game they did it, but they revealed a game at the start of Sony's press conference. And then at the end of the press conference, they brought that game back out. I think it was, was it, was it Twisted Metal? No, I think it was No Man's Sky. I don't think it was No Man's Sky. It was. I remember I what you're talking about, but I can't think of the title. But yeah, I definitely remember because I'm like, why are they bookending okay. with the same game? Right. And what I what I assume happened again. I don't have any knowledge of this. I assume that that's when they were going to announce The Last of Us Two. And something happened where they weren't allowed to, and then they wound up revealing The Last of Us 2 at the uh, PlayStation Experience in December that year. So, it's one of those things, like, like I found out the information about The Last of Us 2. I knew it was coming, and I reported it without reporting who told me, you know, because that's what a good journal says, you don't reveal your sources. I mean, but- I, I don't necessarily think that's a, whole, a blanket statement there. Like, if you tell somebody... You know, things are off. The, if, if you tell somebody some things are off the record, you don't report it. And also, if somebody wants to remain anonymous, you try to respect that. But you do try to name your sources because that gives you credibility. 
Well, see, and that's why I was I was so basically told I was a liar is because I wouldn't reveal my source. And everybody's like, if you know this, then reveal who it is, blah, blah, blah. And I actually put the article on N4G, and I was banned from N4G for two weeks. Man, because you're, I you're getting allowed. banned from all these websites, PSN profiles. I, I was banned because up. I wouldn't reveal my source. And they said that uh, obviously it was a straight-out lie, that I was just trying to get clicks, blah, blah, blah. And it wound up coming true. Um, Should have thrown it back in their face. I would have. Well, I did. I actually I, I emailed the uh, I messaged the guy afterwards. I said, "Oh, it seems like I was lying," and he replied, "Oh, I'm so sorry, but you didn't name your sources. We can't put this on N4G unless you name your sources." I was like, "Do you guys understand what journalism is?" Right. So, uh, so the 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 point I'm trying to make is that with leaks, it's it's a double edged sword because you. As journalists and, you know, as small-time creators, you want that big scoop. Like, me being able to drop that The Last of Us Part Two was coming out was huge for us because I knew that nobody else had that information. It was going to drive traffic to the site, which it did. Um, and But the, the, question, the, the ethical question is, was I wrong for doing that? And to me personally, when it comes to leaks and stuff like that, I've said on the show many times that what I would rather happen is if you have a game in development, I'd like to see, like, you come out and say, okay, this game is in development and it's coming out in a month. Like, don't give us a year wait. Like, I just saw a trailer for a RoboCop game that's not coming out until late next year. I'm interested in the game, but by the time it comes around, I'm probably going to forget about it or I'm going to have 15 other things to play. Let me know the game's coming out. Once it goes gold... Give me the game. And when it comes to leaks and whatnot, I, I like I said, it's a double-edged sword, but I I prefer things not to leak because I think it creates undue hype. I mean, look at Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones was announced way too early. They wasn't ready. And now you take a guy like Yield who's like... I was shut know, up and take my money. Right, you mm-hmm. went from shut up and take my money to I don't know if I'm gonna even gonna you know look at the trailers anymore. Yeah, now, you know what I'm now, saying now, now now I want to play the game before I actually decide. Yeah, I want to buy it. Right, and I mean, and that that necessarily wasn't a leak. I mean, that was Ubisoft coming out and saying we have this in development. <clears throat> but in the meantime, from so from Ubisoft saying this is the game, how many times? And like Yield, you said on last week's show. Like, every time you go to look for that uh, 24 minutes of leaked footage, all you kept seeing was the trailer from 2018. The trailer from 2018. And it specifically says that in, in all the the, uh, the, com- or the the mentions underneath the, ve- uh, audio, or the video that, it, you know, footage from E3 2018. I'm like, that's not leaked footage from, you know. <laughs> it's not the from... relevant results here. <laughs> yeah, it's not the relevant, yeah. So I'm like, you, it's a bad thing. Well, Ubisoft's been bad about this. Look at Beyond Good and Evil 2. I mean, they dropped that trailer and it's like, You haven't wow, heard anything that's, since. That's a really, you know, that's a really slick trailer. Never played the first game. I'm interested in this game because of the trailer. Yeah. You ain't heard a word since. I think I Googled it a couple of months ago just because I'm like, hey, I wonder if anything's going on with this game. And it's, you know, supposedly still in development, but we haven't heard anything about it. What was that other game I've posted? The, oh, was it Black Myth? Oh, yeah, Wukong, Black Myth. 
Wukong. Yeah, that one. It looks like it looks super amazing, but that's like that, that's going on what four years? Well, and that one. So the, that's actually two things because I'll touch on that in a second. Uh, but I mean, because I want the listeners to understand. I know you have. I, I'm not trying to talk down, but like somebody who's been following this and and dabbled in in games journalism, there are so many things that can contribute to this like with them announcing a game early it could be one jackass in marketing that's like no we need this for the show and that's what you guys are going to do um so there's a lot of a lot of things that are necessarily <clears throat> out of control of the people who should be in charge of that kind of stuff um which is is why a lot of that stuff when we're talking about stuff getting released or announced way way, way far early. in advance um and then you have like w the one kill zone trailer where it's it doesn't look anything like the actual gameplay it's you know and they're you know and again that goes back to companies being agile and honest um but with uh i'm glad you brought up wukong because that is blah, blah, specifically um when that that announced like the the devs said hey i'm sorry that this is not up to snuff this is just sort of some pre-alpha stuff like proof of concept i'm sorry that it looks so bad which blows <laughs> my mind amazing. and i'm like shit i want to play that right now i don't um but like he actually issued um you know and that's that that eastern philosophy but he issued an apology i'm sorry and you're not going to see anything more about this for for whatever like almost not that it necessarily leaked but that he did not expect it to to blow up the way that, that it did. It was just he was sort of putting it out there, and the fact that he had the uh, the the whatever you want to call it to to be like, hey, apologizing for something that looked that freaking gorgeous, um, you know, I mean, that speaks a lot. But I mean, and sometimes you you do need that sort of long hype because I, sometimes marketing teams just aren't that freaking good at their jobs um <laughs> or they don't understand their audience um but yeah like i wukong i feel like that was great because i had i had kind of forgot that it existed and then as soon as you mentioned it i'm like oh my god that's right i freaking can't wait i'm like pumped about it now i'm like i can't wait to get my hands on that and it'll 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 ebb and flow and you know like that until until i have the game in my hands uh but I mean, don't, you know, don't feed me a bunch of bullshit, but then don't also like, you know, drip stuff, you know, little out. I, I think that that was, has turned out, at least for me, for me personally, that has turned out to be an excellent marketing strategy and campaign because it, it was burned into my memory and then it's on the back burner because, you know, there's life and there's kids and there's work and there's video games that I'm trying to get through. And then the minute you say, oh, that one, the Black Myth, I'm like, holy shit, that's right. I can't wait. And that's, I mean, and that's, again, to quote the, the late, great Dusty Rose, it's like catching lightning in a bottle. You, <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> it's difficult to do, but that's, that's what you want. And that's what all marketing teams are trying to do. Most of them are just like monkeys banging on a keyboard um though but that's the kind of of hype that you want to get you want to grab somebody and one of the things that was we were looking at that wukong is i've completely hijacked the topic now 
um, as we were looking at, <laughs> at Wukong. Well, it's a really good game. If you haven't looked it up, go look it up. You're looking at it, and you can see that it's not... Uh, again, I'm showing my age, my throwback. It's not the, the bullshit Killzone 2 trailer, or Killzone trailer, whatever, that's like all CG. Like You're looking at that, and you're like, holy shit, that is it's actual game gameplay. That's not somebody trying to blow smoke up my ass about, you know, uh, Dead Island. It's not... Uh, it's not like, oh, this looks great, and it's totally, totally different. Like, I want to get my hands on that. And that's the kind of stuff that, like, grabs you. It's like, again, rest in peace, Dusty. Lighten in a bottle. Uh, when you catch that, that's the kind of stuff. I mean, if I were that, had I don't, there are tons of games coming out. I'm super looking forward to Saints Row. If you had brought up Saints Row, it would not have grabbed me that viscerally. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm super, it's a day one purchase. But... Wukong, oh my god, that's right, it exists, and it looks freaking awesome, and I can't wait. <clears throat> Alright, uh, I just put this in the Skype chat. I, I know we're getting along, and we're over the two-hour mark right now, but I I had another topic in case we were short on time, and I think we should really go into it now, because it really applies to everything you guys are talking about. Uh, so, I'm making an executive decision to do throw <laughs> one more topic in here. Alright, so, this article is coming from PCGamer.com. And it says, 10 games we can't believe are still technically in development. So, uh, I'm going to go through the 10 games, and I'm going to mention the game. If you remember it, then we'll talk about it a little bit. If not, we'll move on to the next game. Fair enough? Fair enough. Sounds good. Uh, All right. Squadron 42. It was originally revealed in 2012. Uh, Cloud Imperium Games said at the time, get ready to enlist. It was last seen in 2018, and the current release date is to be determined, but it's still years away. I don't even remember hearing about it. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) Alex? Same. I'm going to have to Squadron 42. All right, moving on. I don't know how to pronounce this, so I'm just going to spell it. E-I-T-R. Etzer? Uh, it was originally revealed in 2015. Uh, the production company said they were openly talking about a Vita port. If you wondered how long 2015 was, Jesus. it was last seen this year, and there is no current release date. Uh, wow. it, according to the article, it says this is a weird one. <coughs> Etzer made a lot of waves at E3 2015 with its mournful pixel art aesthetic and Wheatley medieval combat. The trailer seemed to hint at a mashup between Diablo and Dark Souls, which was generally a novel idea seven years ago, and then nothing. The game seemed to vanish, and I dredged up a post from 2019 where the duo behind it spoke about losing funding. I'm guessing from a one-time publishing uh, Devolver Digital. Still, new work-in-progress footage seems to hit the subreddit every couple of months, so the lights are still on in the studio. Unfortunately, after a divulge of other Souls-like games in the intervening years, it looks like the hardcore hook looks looks a lot less groundbreaking. Do you guys remember this game? I do not at all. You know what? Let me let me put this link in the chat for you guys because I did put it in the agenda. It's in the Skype chat now. I love that the 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 thumbnail is Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah, well, that, that's on, that's on the list. That's why. I, I well, it, it, it better be. Okay, so what I've seen of Squadron Forty Two so far, it looks kind of cool. Now, granted, it's all cinematic, but it looks kind of cool. All right, uh, I'm assuming none of you guys have heard of this game or Etier, Etier. Nope. No. 
All right, moving on. Uh, Skull and Bones, we talked about Skull and Bones, uh, so we don't really need to get into that. Uh, Metroid Prime 4. It was first revealed in 2017. Uh, what Nintendo said since then is nothing. All they showed was a JPEG. Uh, it was last seen in 2017, and it says current release date. You might want to ask Miyamoto for that. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Metroid was never my really my jam, but you know they'll sell the shit out of it when it does eventually, if it does eventually launch. <laughs> All right, Alex, you have anything about Metroid Prime Four? No, I mean people got excited for Metroid Dread, so it's just kind of one of those franchises that people who have been longtime Nintendo fans just kind of you know lose their shit about. All right, moving on. The next game on the list is Unsung Story. It was originally revealed in 2014. Uh, Playdeck said, In the hands of the veteran tactical RPG master himself, Unsung Story will reimagine a classic game genre as uh, Yashumi Matsuno weaves together one of, the, one of the complex and rich game worlds he is known for with an inspiring class-based cl- class based tactics gameplay. It was last seen this year. Uh, currently, say it says who knows, but it will hit early access in twenty. But it hit early access in twenty twenty. Never heard of it. Mm-mm. Alex, no. Generally, if I don't respond, it's uh, never heard of it. Okay. <laughs> oh, that right. game's still in development. God, it better be. Uh, next game on the list in the Valley of Gods. It was revealed in twenty seventeen. Uh, Capo Santo, I think it was the studio behind uh, Firewatch. 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 <laughs> uh, what it said since then, nothing. All we saw was a trailer. It was last seen in 2017, and currently State says not looking good. Well, they got bought up. Oh, who did they sell to? Oh, damn it. They got bought Steam, up by somebody, and yeah. Yeah, it might have been Steam. And, or Valve, yeah. I mean, yeah. Or Valve, yeah, and we haven't really heard anything, which kind of honked me off when they Valve bought them because I'm like, well, great, this will never come to console. <laughs> but the trailer looked amazing. I mean, it looked like Firewatch, but kind of with an Indiana Jones vibe. Well, according to the article, it says, it's weird to think Campo Santo, which broke out with the multi-popular indie hit Firewatch, hasn't released a video game in six years. The follow-up to the ponderous Wyoming mystery was supposed to be in the Valley of the Gods, which earned some airtime at the Game Awards five years ago. Since then, the company was purchased by Valve, and it said that its next project would be developed underneath the dual estate. Unfortunately, in 2019, development on in the Valley of Gods was put on hold after, after Campo Santo developers moved over to work on Half-Life Alex. Uh, no information on in the Valley of the Gods has escaped since one member of the team left Valve in 2021. And you wouldn't be wrong to presume the game is dead, even if it's never been officially declared. That's a damn shame, because I do like yeah. I had forgotten that that this was exi- that this existed. But seeing the, the the screenshot there and from the Firewatch developers, I do remember this being announced and being along with Yield being super hyped because I mean I know we both loved Firewatch. Um, it was so it was way better than I like. It was more than I expected. It needed to be. So I was I was I was pumped for this. Uh, but again, this had kind of slipped. This was not still forefront in my mind, um, and it didn't have the vis- visceral grab of Wukong, but. It um yeah that's 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 pretty damn sad that Valve is murdering 
interesting IPs. All right, next game on the list, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. It was originally revealed in 2019. Uh, what Paradox Interact said, it says, for anybody who's played the first one, they're going to start playing and immediately feel at home. Uh, it was last seen in 2019, and the current release date says, your guess is as good as mine. Nope. Never heard of it. I, I've heard of it, but I've it, it's never like, I've never played any of the games. They're just not really something that interests me. So like I've I've pro was probably aware that it was out there, but yeah. All right, next game on the list. Uh, you guys have already talked a bunch about it. Beyond Good and Evil Two. It was originally revealed. Uh, it was teased in 2008, but it formally announced in 2017. Ubisoft said then, if you've been waiting for news about uh, Beyond Good and Evil, well, here you go. It was last seen in 2017, and the current release they says, who knows, but supposedly development is progressing well. <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, the, the trailer looked freaking slick. I, yeah. It made, made, me, it made me want to see gameplay trailer to see if it was on par with the cinematic trailer. Yeah, it's one that, like, I am have been interested in the series itself i've i've always had a passing interest in i actually bought the first one many moons ago as a gift for uh homer um and but i've never played it myself and it's like the second one like yeah i was super interested in seeing it but at this point it's it's almost like a skull and bones thing it's like okay well if it ever comes out we'll see but like the longer it goes, the more I'm like, uh, is it just going to be? The less interested you are about yeah, it. Yeah, it's 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 venturing into. I mean, shit. It was teased originally in 2008. We're we're into Duke Nukem territory now. And I know, yield Duke Nukem was not a total seeming pile of shit. No, it but wasn't. it was not worth the it... that long of a wait. And I'm kind of feeling like I, I'm I'm losing interest. All right. Next game on the list, Dead Island 2. It was originally revealed in 2014. Uh, Deep Silver said then, Dead Island 2 takes place uh, takes players from the iconic Golden Gate to the celebrated beachfront boardwalk of Southern California's Venice Beach. It was last seen, uh, a 2015 version of the, uh, the build leaked in 2020, and the current release date, the rumors say 2023. You guys remember this trailer? I, I the do. One with, the guys... the, with the the guy jogging with the earbuds right. in, and that yeah. Um, oh, that game never came out. Yeah, that, that game never came that out. That was my thoughts too. I was oh. like, shit, that didn't come out. I thought that was. <laughs> yeah, I thought that game came out so, years ago. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that that was still in the back burner. That's how excited I was for it. Um, uh, yeah, the well, and and again, which we alluded to earlier in the in the show when we were talking, uh, Dead Island One, like the trailer for the first game was amazing. It was also nothing to do with the actual tone of the game. The trailer for the second one that we saw with the guy jogging, I thought it was unique and, and, and interesting, but the tone didn't interest me at all. And I'm like, well, also we don't have any idea if it's going to <laughs> fit the tone of the actual game or if they're just, just blowing smoke <coughs> with a super fun trailer again. Um, but yeah, swear to God, I thought that was already out and <laughs> forgotten. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Deep Silver. <laughs> All right. And the last game on this list, uh, I'm not doing this to troll anybody. Um, Half-Life 2, Episode 3. 
Uh, according to the article, it says what Val said then. It says, ha-ha. Last scene, it says, I think we both know. And currently state, dream on. And then they go on to say, okay, okay, I know this was mean. I'm sorry. But hey, who knows? Maybe someday we'll figure out what's going on in the Arctic, ideally without needing to wear a VR headset for it. But is this actually in development? Or is that, or is that just wishful thinking? I, I think it's more wishful thinking than anything. Yeah, I mean... They've oh, never okay. officially confirmed Un- this. Understanding the way... I mean, I've read some articles and stuff on the way that, that Valve works as a, as a developer. It's very... Um, loose and I, I sound like an old man but it's very hippified um <laughs> and so i mean it's probably not dead they're never going to kill it but it's just nobody's bothering to to put effort into it to you know that's uh, and it's so painful because i played half-life two episodes one and two uh, you know on the orange box ps3 it was my first introduction to it absolutely loved it and then the cliffhanger of all cliffhangers and then yeah, like even as a as a primarily a console player, this this still even you know years later still pisses me off. <laughs> All right, uh, I I I read a story recently that they said that uh, even more anticipated than Half Life uh, is people want another Portal game. Yes, that they, well, the they actually want the Portal game really, more than really they want Half Life. I'm sorry, Yield. I talked over you. I said the Portal games are really good. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying, like, we see all the time, like, when's the next Half-Life? When's the next Half-Life? But I, silently, I see people saying, I want a, more, a Portal more than I want a Half-Life. Well, and I, I I think part of that, not, not to cut you off, but I think part of that is because Portal was introduced with the Orange Box, which was, I mean, the big thing about the Orange Box was oh Valve is is doing a, a console release or a PlayStation release, right? And so that opened for me personally that opened that section of Valve's catalog to me to be able to play it to where I'd never like because I never had a PC that could run stuff like that. I was I've never been a PC gamer. I'm not, um, but I was like oh wow these are really great games and Portal is one of my favorite games of all time. My next tattoo will most likely be a portal tattoo. Um, and just, just remember the cake is a lie. Yes. <laughs> the cake is a lie. And so I think that when you had the orange box, there was such a buzz about the orange box coming to PlayStation. They tried to make it a big deal. And then Valve was like, fuck, we hate working with Sony and Microsoft. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, that was a big deal because it was such uh, it was a value. You're getting all these fantastic games for one low price of whatever the hell PS3 games released for. Um, And Portal was something that was so new, like they that was developed by a group of college kids. The guys from Valve saw it and said, holy shit, you guys want a job? And then they turned that into this three, four hour experience that blew up. And the second game was fantastic. It delivered in spades. And but that was on for the that was like the first to my knowledge. And I could be talking out my ass, but it was the first Valve game that was available everywhere. It was available PlayStation, Xbox, PC. It op- I, for me personally, I had never played a Valve game. Had it not been for the Orange Box, I probably would never still never have. Um, but that it, it opened that up. And so that 
it was sort of like right place, right time that made it sort of a landmark, you know, blow up. And so now me played it. Yeah, I want I want to see Half-Life 2 Episode 3 because I want to know what the hell happens because it's such a, a, a glorious cliffhanger. But I would take Portal in a second I, to hell with Half-Life because I haven't been waiting on it for 30 years <laughs> like like a lot of people have. But oh my god, I would I would give my eye teeth for for some more portal. Uh, some comments from the chat real quick. Uh, Rick says portal bridge constructor is amazing. Yes, it is. And dupes, uh, <laughs> dupe says, I think the most anticipated game is a Silent Hill remake sequel. Any Sony shows or shown is generally Twitter blows up with Silent Hill. Um, and then Rick replies by saying that if it doesn't have Kojima behind it, it will be a disappointment, though. Uh, and then Dupe says, Any, everyone wants to see PT come to fruition. Yep. And, you know, I will say, as an, I think most of us are, I, I would assume that most of the audience is, is, scales a little bit younger than, than, than most of us. Um, but as, as somebody who for years the holy grail that people were sure was never going to happen was the final fantasy 7 remake that that was the the you know the golden goose the that was the the one to chase and it was like i had never played it i had no interest like my cousins and stuff played it but it wasn't like oh man i can't wait for final fantasy i'm just like eh whatever but now so many years later when they actually did do the 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 remake it looks glorious like i want to play that so i i still hold out hope <laughs> that someday my my grandchildren will be like look what i got grandpa <laughs> and i'll be like sit down kid we're we're going to run some multiplayer um so never give up hope is what i'm saying except maybe on the firewatch thing <laughs> yeah in the valley of the gods is dead <laughs> All right. Uh, Buried in the desert like E.T. All right. We've got really long on this week's show. Thank you. Uh, Let's wrap up the show. Uh, Alex, let's do your shout out, sir. Give a shout out to the listeners, the fans, the fuel to the fire. This trophy horrors without our community. Trophy horrors is just it ain't nothing. So thanks to everybody who joined us in the chat. Hopefully Tricky will get to, to, since he's watching the chat, he'll name off all of those people. But um, thank you for sticking around for us, especially if you're sticking around across the pond. It's super late for you all on a Sunday night. So uh, thank you all for continuing to be really the, the lifeblood of this entire show. Give a shout out to Tricky and to Yield as well as to Riley for, uh, we had to reschedule him, but, you know, it's actually the first time I think I've talked to Riley since uh, we played rocket league together so it's it's been way too it's long it's been dude. a while yeah but it's great to have you on the show because obviously the conversation there is fantastic and we finally got uh delved into the ohio chili situation the the conundrum there in ohio and we really we took the show to, to new and strange places so it's always good to have you on sir the next time i'm on we can do a an ohio dialect quiz uh- <laughs> <laughs> Is it pop or is it soda? <laughs> nope, I don't know. It's soda. Let me squeeze by you there. Um, <laughs> like two people are laughing their asses off right now. <laughs> but uh, probably home, probably Homer. Yes, is one of them. Uh, and last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my loving and awesome girlfriend Ashley. That uh, yeah, I love you, honey. And uh, I'm gonna pass it off to our our guest Riley. Riley, talk yourself up and uh, where we can find you if anywhere, sir. Good. 
get get the, take this as an opportunity to uh, jumpstart the uh, the corpse that is Game Torp. Can we get that going again? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know that the corpse that, that might take some, <laughs> some 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 uh, necromancy and and lawyers. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, shameless self promotion. I don't really do anything right now. Um, <laughs> Um, well, hey, average geeks, you're, you're, twitch.tv you're, you're average geeks. Um, that, that'll come back alive when we were here. Yes. What's the, what's the yes. next one called? Uh, we were here forever. I think we were here yeah. forever. When that one comes on you and I'll be going through yeah, that. I've got some, I've got some hardware, uh, issues that I've, I need to address before I can, I can be streaming again. Um, yeah. So I've, anybody wants to hit me up with questions or, or anything, uh, PSN, Hit me up at the Brain Seventy Six. I'll probably regret <laughs> throwing that out there. Um, no, you get your community's great. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's as far as like self promotion. That's that's it. I I annoy Ben when we play Rocket League, and <laughs> so <laughs> everybody annoys me. This is true. Well, listen, You're you may sensitive. annoy him, but at least he doesn't mute you. <laughs> I drive him out of the voice chat. <laughs> Um, yeah, he mutes you. He leaves to get away from me. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, which by the way, I want you to know, dude, I was, I had, I do not care at all about that stolen goal the other night. That, I know. that was not, that had nothing to do with anything. It was, I was, I was done long before that. Um, well, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, well, I still felt bad. I, I was, I wasn't honestly trying to steal it. We had so many goals that got knocked out at the last second. I'm just like, knock yeah, the thing yeah. in. <laughs> um, so as far as shout outs, uh, gosh, it's been a minute. First of all, I want to shout out to everybody that was in chat uh, tonight. Cause this, this is a new experience for me doing sort of the, the live chat thing with a, with a podcast. Um, well, being, it's new to us too. <laughs> being behind the mic, uh, is is i mean it's been a minute so i mean this is is great but uh you know chat you guys were great um nitro dupes i'm i'm scrolling through chat rick especially thanks for for saying that even after my fallout hot take <laughs> that i was uh, a great guest so um you know you guys have have added another layer of fun to this um for me um you know an old school guy um, shout out to uh, this wonderful new uh, uh, communication platform called Discord. Um, <laughs> Yield, you should give it a try sometime. <laughs> it doesn't work for me. Uh, <laughs> How um, did I know you were going to do that, Riley? Because <laughs> uh, I got to bust Yield's balls at every given opportunity. Um, but... Uh, yeah, a shout out to again everybody that was in chat today. You guys have, have made this a, an even more fun experience. I, I love coming on and talking. I love hanging out with the the trophy horse guys. Um, as long as we're not playing Rocket League together. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but seriously, you guys have made this great. I want to give a special shout out to uh, Homer gets duffed. I know my dude's going to be listening. Uh, he was a a great. I mean, he and I have been friends. I've known him almost as long as I've known Yield. Um, super cool guy. But he was also a big supporter of me back in the Game Twerp days. Um, we, we made a good run with the Average Geeks uh, podcast. And you know, I, I really I want to give a special shout out because back from, you know, the sarcastic gamer days 
when oh we're going old three, school three or four pe- you know people who had absolutely zero in common started the game twerk podcast um and it was such a, a motley crew of of people that turned into you know what 200 some episodes of just a lot of fun hands down the game twerk community is was the best we we had the best fans the best community ever and i'm sure that both of them listen to the show um <laughs> so uh i just <laughs> no but for real this has been this is i want to give a shout out to all you guys thanks for having me on tricky thanks for for give me a second opportunity after it fell through the first time I, I did my best to not get myself in trouble um so that i could still be on the show uh but yeah this has been this has been so much fun i i love coming on with you guys and i'd forgotten how much uh how much i enjoyed being behind the mic um so yeah shout out to all you guys you all rock your community rocks and yeah you guys are just awesome the, the question is does cleveland rock <laughs> no no <laughs> The, the only thing good that came out of Cleveland was was the Drew Carey show. Ooh, and, Cleveland sucks. Well, my my Johnny Gar well, my, my Johnny Gargano and, tattoo would disagree with you. Well, okay, okay, I'll take that back. There are two what, good things. What about that came the Miz? He's from Cleveland. I'm a fan of Miz. I am. All right, all right. I, I we'll believe Miz came out of Cleveland. Yes. All right, we'll say three. I didn't. I didn't know that he had come out at all. I thought he was. <laughs> Yield your shoutouts. <laughs> oh, you going to end on that? Okay. Um, <laughs> He's running well, away. I have, I have to move on. I get in trouble. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Riley is the is the reason why our only TikTok video got banned. <laughs> why did it get banned again? Because he said Pornhub. Just. To- <laughs> What's well, good? You know. It was TikTok. It didn't need to be on there anyway. Game Twerp was um, mentioned in an article with Ron Jeremy, so I just want to point that out. <laughs> we came up yes! <laughs> as as Google search results. So, anyways, I, I'm done. <laughs> um, so, a shout out to uh, Travis, Riley, and Homer get stuff for Rocket League uh, on Friday night. Um, shout out to Homer for helping me get my. Uh, my one multiplayer, two multiplayer trophies in Rayman Legends. Uh, now I'm just down, like I said, down to the grind for that. Uh, a shout out to Riley for being on the night. Shout out to Alex and Tricky for recording. Shout out to Rick Dupes, Nitro, and anybody else who joined Gareth, us. Gareth was Twitch. Gareth also on. Um, Gareth, Gareth, Gareth as was well. Here too. Shout out to uh, Gareth for putting together that list again. And uh, I think that'll do me. (laughs) (laughs) He'll check it twice. Yeah, that's yeah. Got some Santa Claus shit going on there. That's that's Indiana. Uh, That's not uh, Ohio. (laughs) Yield, were you done? Yeah. I'm sorry, I got distracted. I just, I, and real before before you go on trigger, I do want to throw one more out there because I forgot. And then when, uh, when Yield mentioned uh, Homer and and Travis, special shout out to Travis, aka with his new nickname of Uncle Touchy. Um, so yeah, I, shout out, buddy, for finally for finally now. accepting for finally accepting my PSN friend request after like six months, um, and much uh, irritation. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to give a shout out to Dupes, Rick, Nitro, Gareth. Uh, somebody else popped in here too. I forgot 
It was it was oh, the I love somebody noodles. who I love caneless caneless yes uh, I want to give a shout out to all you guys thanks for doing the the coming to the Twitch chat I want to give a special shout out to Yield here for being patient with this because uh, I know this Twitch chat's not exactly his thing and I know he gets annoyed with it uh, well it does it, feel like it slowed down the show a little bit but I'll let you do your thing but. I, I, in in Yule's defense here, like I think he's more uh, patient with this because it's not interrupting Rocket League. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, special shout out to Rick who gifted a sub and gave 101 bits, so that uh, that's good for the show. I appreciate that very much. Uh, for anybody watching on Twitch, I'm going to try to figure out what's going on with the ads because uh, I don't want the show being interrupted with ads all the time. Uh, Average geeks, just a, a subscribe to Prime. Thank you. Uh, special shout out to the goddess, uh, Sweet Mama D. Shout out to Alex, who's very happy he doesn't have to edit the show because I took it off, took his off his. Yeah, because you knew I'd be pissed about having to edit a two and a half hour show. Uh, well, we're getting on three hours. I mean, now, so. three hours. It's two and a half uh, on mine. Well, not quite, not quite yet. Well, the the Skype call has been going for two hours and forty eight minutes right now. Yeah. Well, for you, mine's only been going for about two and a half. I mean, my audacity's only been running for twenty minutes, so. I hate you. I really, <laughs> I really hope that's not. Right. If I have to rip this audio from the Twitch video, I'll be very upset. Um, Yours only been going for twenty. I mean, I thought I just hit record a little bit ago. Special shout out to everybody. Thank you for coming in. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, I'm trying to make sure I get everybody. Yes, thank you very much, uh, all the listeners. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna work on this Twitch thing, make it more presentable, uh, more appeasing to the eyes, because four Skype symbols is not happy with me. Uh, thank you, everybody, for the chat. So until next week, if there's nothing else, happy trophy hunting. Later. 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 Three laters. It's too sweet. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.